0: Hello guys and welcome back to the Raspberry 8 podcast. Um, This is the first episode I'm going to be doing out of my studio which has now been acoustically treated. You see, you hear how good this sounds? It's not echoey like the last one. It sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, I like totally get up for this thing. Um, Today's episode is going to be, well, not a little bit different but I guess unique in a way. So today's episode is um inspired by something that happened on uh the UK Brazilian jiu-jitsu underground on uh Wednesday Saturday today so a couple of days ago and there was a thread on there I was um I was on Facebook and I saw this um thread that was a post from Reddit about is a transgender um, female competing in female division in jiu-jitsu is that considered sandbagging or, or unfair or whatever and it's posted on the BJJ Underground which is most of the people or a lot of the people listening will be well aware of uh, and probably something that they go on occasionally or very often in some cases and um, it was posted there and the discussion or debate was started and it was actually deleted before I even got a chance to actually look at it. So I saw the post, but then when I went to click on it, it had already been deleted. So apparently it got uh, pretty heated and um, pretty uh, derogatory and a little bit out of control. So the moderators or one of the moderators deleted it. Uh, then a post was restarted kind of saying, you know, can we have a civil discussion about it? And then kind of the discussion was had. And I read through all of the posts like that. And there were some interesting points from from both perspectives. Um, it was really referring to one individual, um, who is very active in the competition scene at the moment, who is a transgender female. Um, and it just so happened that I knew the person in question, uh, and I was friends with person in question. I've trained with them before. And, um, I thought it was a little bit unfair that, 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 kind of this big debate was going on and that the individual in question wasn't able to really have a say so that night i messaged uh, chloe and i um invited her to come onto the podcast and talk about kind of talk about the discussion that was happening on the underground and on reddit and kind of talk about her experience and this interview this podcast is not designed to Uh, you know, I'm not saying that it is fair to compete. I'm not saying it's unfair to compete. I'm not trying to give an answer and the, you know, me personally, and this podcast is not trying to come up with the solution. So to speak, it's simply a discussion um, that will allow people to, you know, this is something that needs to happen, but uh, people need to be a little bit more educated than a lot of the people who are talking about it are. So I I invited Chloe to come on and basically give that education from her perspective so um it's a very very interesting discussion i'm really glad i got to do it um obviously it's still a very complex subject um that there is no clear-cut solution still uh but if you're listening to this uh all i ask is that you come in with a bit of an open mind whether you have an opinion on this or not um just come in listen to it and take in the information and then use that to uh, to 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 uh, w- either direction you decide afterwards or opinion that you have on the matter uh, at least after listening to this hopefully you're educated enough to have a informed opinion Instead of uh kind of just getting about what you know worried or worked up over something that really you just don't know much about, which is what a lot of people do is um they they are scared of what they don't understand so um I really appreciate Chloe coming on to do this it's it can't have been easy um as you'll hear during the interview not easy to to experience this backlash online and to experience that um and then moving forward as well so i really appreciate coming on and i hope you guys uh enjoy um listening to it here you go let's start first off, i want to i want to thank you very much for coming and uh doing this interview Clara. oh you're more than welcome um you are the first person to do it in this this
1: studio it's it's a gorgeous studio pretty, yeah. no one else can see this but we're in like a mansion like <laughs> <laughs> the room is huge the Um, ceilings are tall yeah yeah oh no it's uh the shorts are tiny it's (laughs) dan (laughs) strauss
0: When I had Ash on, so I've like done one more recording in here with Ash and I kind of said that it wasn't finished yet. And I said like, Ash, you're the first one to be in here to do a recording. And he was like, yeah, it looks like a work in progress. I was <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, man. No one can see this. You can just say it looks good. Uh, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a little bit more done. We still need to get some things up on the walls and stuff, but for the most part it's done. So yeah. Uh, thank you very, very much for coming and
1: joining me. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. Why not? Um, I'm Chloe Moore and I am the subject of the right the UK BJJ Underground thread on transgender competi- competitors, competitions.
0: Yeah. So this this was like, um, this was a Reddit thread originally. And the question, the subject, I didn't read the whole thread, but I had to look at it a little bit. Um, the subject was transgender athletes sandbagging question mark. You know, yeah. is 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 uh, competing as a transgender athlete sandbagging, and then someone posted that up on the UK BGJ Underground. <clears throat> Most of the people listen to this will know what that is. Um, it's pretty big. I think it's got like close to eleven thousand people on there, and it's very, um, it's pretty active, pretty active normally with people saying, uh, like, asking how to deal with various injuries or getting recommendations for places to train. At which point, everyone just recommends their local gym. But <laughs> every once in a while, uh, people kick up a storm. So they posted the the subject. And I saw that it was posted and went to click on it and already been deleted. So I'm not sure. Sh- I don't know what point or how fast that kicked off. Uh, and then there was another thread that went up, which was a little bit more relaxed. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, like like I s- well, I'm going to be saying in the intro. Um, as soon as I saw that, I wanted to uh, kind of get your side of the story because I felt that, uh, you, you you know, obviously
1: you saw it. Oh, um, yeah. So kind of. Right. I yeah, go on. I saw the original thread. I read all of the comments. I found the post on Reddit. Read through all of the comments. I found the like the repost on the underground and I've read through all of those comments. Like I was half tempted to respond. Respond like yeah. in there and
0: It's very very it must be very very hard not to respond when someone's talking about you, right?
1: yes and no Mm. like there was a part of me that thought if i do this now then i'm gonna lose track and more and more people will start either
0: um they can they can can attack you more directly if you actually get involved right and it's kind of like the whole thing with Sir. you say like don't read your own (laughs) stories don't go on twitter don't look at that stuff because once you get drawn into that then you've got a real problem yeah but there was
1: like before you contacted me there was a there was a part of me that was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna
0: You wanna have your I'm
1: gonna write a post on the underground saying yeah. I'm the person everyone's talking about. Ask me anything. Do what you want. I don't mind. But then It's risky,
0: isn't it? I think like I I gen I genuinely believe that um for the most part uh, the jiu-jitsu community for the most part, obviously there's arseholes in every community. There's no mm. there's no perfect utopia in any no. you know, in, in any place. I think for the most part, people will be pretty respectful, but you're just it's really exposing yourself. When you put yourself out there, you say, Ask me anything. You yeah. are really exposing yourself and um, you know, it had had you asked me, said like, you know, or if someone I knew had asked me for in the same I probably would have told them not to do it. Yeah. To be honest with you. I don't think it's a great idea. It's just really, really exposing yourself out pretty bad. Mm. So I kind of you know, so so here you can I guess respond to those people that have said stuff without anyone being able to jump on you and attack you back
1: or talk over me. That's yeah, what I'm experiencing you. a lot. As soon as I go to give an answer, it's like, but, but this, this and this. Yeah. How about this? And yeah. Like, can I, can I finish my first answer, please?
0: Mm. Yeah. So, um, with this, the post, I guess, um, you kind of touched on it a little bit when we were chatting over, you know, when I first contacted you, um, were you expecting this to happen?
1: Yeah, at some point. Um, Like, before I started competing in the first place, I contacted the IBJJF because I thought, oh, there's a governing body. Um, I'll see what they say. And their response to me was um, they follow the IOC guidelines, the International Olympic Commission guidelines. And the only way that my competition will change is that i have to wear a rash guard okay that's it so they were more than happy for me to compete in the women's division so long as i made weight and wore rash guard
0: okay so is is that what is the uh, interla- international olympic commis- committee? commission committee committee, I think committee. It is. what is their rules
1: right so they have varying rules for um the different kinds of athletes uh trans men are able to compete with the male population, sure, unreservedly, yeah. Like, they don't need to start any hormone treatment, sure, but like, they'll be at a disadvantage, sure, obviously. yeah. But for trans females, they, <coughs> excuse me, there's a right for, um, I need to, well, there was a right for disclosure uh-huh. to the committee, and then I had to keep my testosterone level. Well, the, the, I wasn't able to compete until I had a steady testosterone level under ten mic nanograms. Nanomoles? Nanomoles. nanograms. is it nanomoles? Nanomoles. Yeah. Ten nanomoles per milliliter. Per, mili- yeah. per liter. Per liter. Okay. Yeah. Um, for what was it? It was either one or two years. It's twelve months. Twelve months. Okay. Um, and then the only guideline is I have to keep it below ten nanomoles for my entire competitive career sure i have issues with the olympic committee's guidelines because technically the the normal female range of testosterone is between 0.52 nanomoles Mm -hmm. and 2.4 okay so even if i was competing with uh like nine yeah that's still almost four times more testosterone in my body than
0: so you actually believe that they are too lenient
1: in, like, personally, yes. Yeah. But uh, to counteract that, in order for me to satisfy my, like, I have to go to a gender identity clinic. Sure. Uh, to manage my uh, hormones and my, uh, like, my medical plan. Yeah. Um, so if I want to qualify for surgery, I have to meet certain criteria. Sure. My testosterone level has to register in the female ranges for at least a year. And when did I... That, that, that
0: female range, which is the 0.25 to yeah. 0.5. Mm-hmm. Okay. So
1: it's significantly so, lower than what the yes. criteria is for competition. <laughs> so um, I started my hormone treatment in, it was May 5th, 2013. Uh-huh. Um, that's when I started taking testosterone blockers. I started my estrogen supplements the beginning of June that year and I've been taking them ever since. I I started with low testosterone anyway. I think I only had, I think it was 12, my uh, baseline score when I sure. initially had okay. it. But then... Um, you be,
0: you be borderline within the yeah, IOC exactly, even and before like, you started any therapy?
1: Exactly. Well. And someone mentioned on either it was either in the Reddit post or in the underground that they already register in yeah. that.
0: And they're, <coughs> they're a man. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Like those ranges are just the normal ranges. Sure. No one can see, but inverted commas. Normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the thing about people in general is there is no normal. So like everyone can vary like, I know women who have really high testosterone counts, like polycystic ovary. (laughs) Like, that's pretty much what it is. Mm. And then, conversely, you have males with low testosterone. Um, But, like, since... When was it? I think it was November of 2013. I've consistently registered under zero well between like 1.1 1. 1 and i think last time i had it measured it was 0.
0: 0.6 so like <clears throat> very very low testosterone <laughs> like it it, it sent like that's that's essentially nothing yeah you know much. that that would be that would be low testosterone for a female mm.
1: well it'd be like the lowest of the normal ranges
0: is that on, is that on purpose
1: um
0: I, or is that just so that that just so <laughs> happened that that's the effect that the that's the effect s- supplements that you've been on yeah uh, have have had on your body, mm. and you think that's to do with the fact that you had low testosterone to begin with? So
1: I don't know why it is. Sure, I just know that I have my regular injection every three months that um, promotes uh, the testosterone to be suppressed in my body. Yep, but, and then like so at the moment I'm on uh an, a 3 month injection but prior to that I was on uh, spironolactone which is someone in the UFC got in trouble for it recently I think it was um Cyborg okay um it's a it's a diuretic isn't It's an outdated version of uh, testosterone suppression. Okay. It's really hard on your kidneys and liver because it takes so much to process it. Sure. And, um, like, it... So there's two different kinds of how uh, testosterone can be suppressed. It can either be suppressed through the the gonads themselves and, like... um, atrophy or you can suppress it through the adrenal system sure that's what the injection does it pretty much stops the signals to the brain to say you need to be producing this so that's what i have now but before that it was a constant barrage on my my downtown bonanza my cash and prizes yeah um so that's that's how that went um I'm glad I came off them because it also meant that I couldn't eat bananas because um, is really high in potassium. Sure. <laughs> and I don't want to die. Yeah. Not... Not anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, so you're talking about the, the IOC... The okay. IBJGF you spoke to, yes. which is like... A lot of people kind of asking uh, about disclosure and stuff like that. So... That's something
1: I haven't done.
0: I've never... Like, I... Well, you. I apply
1: for competition. That's all I do. Okay,
0: but okay, fair enough. We'll kind of talk talk about that in a second. But you, it's not like you just entered a competition. You spoke to the IBJGF and you asked for their opinion and stuff like that. So it's not like you've tried to. I I think like some of the problems that people have is they feel that that you're uh, that that people uh, trans people might be trying to get you know, get like a one-up, sneak through, sandbag, you know, yeah. kind of like in sandbag in the same way they refer to a uh, wrestler from Bulgaria who's been training yeah. for 20 years, entering a white belt division, sneaking in, not telling anyone, you know, something like that, <laughs> which it isn't. You, like, were pretty upfront, you spoke yeah. to the IBJGF, you asked them, and, yeah. and then you followed the guidelines that they gave you, which was Yeah. they follow IOC guidelines mm. where you need to be below 10, Yeah, you know, and you're at what? <laughs> a fraction but, of that.
1: Yeah, so... The only issue with that argument is I haven't had to submit any blood work to anybody. Okay. There's no, like, UK committee to send that to. Um,
0: so the but, IBJJF told you that you need to be below these levels. Yes. But then they didn't say that we're actually going to check your levels. No. Okay.
1: But it's all monitored by my gender clinic anyway. And okay. And if I'm honest, I wouldn't want to be at 10 animals. Yeah. Like, <laughs> at the moment... My body really sucks Um, because of the changes in my physiology over the past, what is it, like four years, five years. um, I have issues with my back. I have really low energy levels as it is like where my body's so used to having that injection of testosterone and have it taken away. It's really difficult for me to just get motivated to get up and actually do things. Okay. Let let's
0: kind of go into that a little bit further. Go let's go it. back to... <clears throat> let's go back to kind of your first experience of all... You know, because we've been talking about kind of the testosterone suppression, the injection of the estrogen, the effect that it's going to have into your body. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not just gloss over it. Let's actually go back and talk about it. Go so it. Um, when did you first uh, start changing your, um, you, you know, your endocrine system? When did you start playing with your hormones?
1: Right. So I started... May twenty thirteen. Uh-huh. Um, and like it's I've been pretty much on the same supplements ever since and I will be for the rest of my life. Sure. The only thing that's gonna happen is uh, after surgery I don't need to take the testosterone suppression. Sure,
0: sure. So <clears throat>
1: um, May
0: May twenty thirteen, you take your first injection or you take start taking the pills. Yeah. And kind of talk through what happened what did what was the experience that your body went through how long did it take to work um what did you you know because obviously you, you know with, with me like oh i'll take like a fish oil or do something like. i never feel any difference yeah. regardless of anything i take like oh, i take protein this protein that take it i just never <laughs> feel any difference it really annoys me um but you're
1: but you're already like uh like sure yeah big yeah. strong guy yeah
0: hopefully yeah <laughs> um but, but obviously with you, this is a, a really a next step, next level of really a physiological change. It's yeah. not like you're not going to feel that. So as you started to feel that, it kind of describe what that experience was like for you.
1: Right. So prior to me starting my hormone treatment anyway, I suffered with um, depression constantly. I still do now. Um, not necessarily to the same degree, but. It's always in the back of my mind. Sure. When I started my hormone treatment, I noticed after about two, two and a half weeks that I was finding it more and more difficult to get out of bed and motivate myself to go and do things. Sure. You you had lower energy? Yeah.
0: Physically lower energy or kind of psychologically or emotionally less energy? Or both? A bit of both. Sure.
1: Like, I think my mind was telling me, you need to rest more because I... I didn't have the the testosterone in my body to really push me like it used to. Like people don't. Well, I think people do understand how (laughs) um, testosterone works, but it works on so many levels. They definitely
0: the majority of people definitely don't understand how testosterone works. You know, this is you're someone who um, has obviously done a huge amount of research about this whole thing about the mm. subject about hormones about the effect on the body then you've gone through and you're living that experience right now mm. so you may think that everyone knows what it feels like the reality is people don't people just think oh you know testosterone makes you big and strong and yeah. that's, and if you don't have it you just won't be quite as big and strong some people don't even understand that too much they think that that a woman you know a, a woman's going to get you know look <coughs> like arnold schwarzenegger but well, the reality is he's not because he lacks nah. testosterone some people don't understand that so um, yeah. you'd be surprised
1: so, um <laughs> Testosterone boosts the body's ability to um bind muscle to it it boosts your energy levels to make you work harder for longer and all of that. And once it's gone, it's kind of it's a bit sucky, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um So how long did it take for you to feel the effects of that first? So it really hit me after about two and a half weeks. And then it was about three or four months of just really not wanting to do anything. And then after that, I slowly started to get motivation back and it was kind of, my body had kind of said, okay, so this is what's going to happen now. We're going to have to operate on these levels. And it's kind of been like that ever since really. But, um, because of the lack of testosterone in my body, I have, um, I look like I'm built, but I'm not strong. <laughs> I'm not very strong at all. Like, my muscles atrophied um, long ago. Like, you, st- you experience a-, a great deal of muscle wastage. Because yeah, because the,
0: the muscles have been built with testosterone yeah. in the body. And as then soon maintained as that testo- by that testosterone. Yeah, and as
1: soon as that testosterone is gone, and mu- also... <laughs> muscles can't do the same thing. But, like, also I have, like when I started my uh, transition I I had like severe body dysmorphia like uh, all I could focus on when I look in the mirror is like my arms my shoulders and things that I thought stood out and would make me stand out it's one of the reasons why it took me so long to transition because everyone has that image in their head their stereotypical image of what a trans person is it's like a builder in a dress and it's like I don't want to be that that's not the kind of person that yeah. I want to be, and like, I had to talk myself out of that mind frame, yeah. And it was extremely difficult. So, like, for to do that, like, I refused to lift anything, yeah, like that was remotely heavy for like a year, a year and a half, yeah,
0: to just give your give your body the best chance of yeah of, of wasting away, basically, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, but like. I felt it when I went to move house. Cause sure. like when I, I lived with my previous partner, um, I moved us into that house myself. Like I was lifting like three, four boxes at a time. I was shifting all of our, um, I'm going to forget what they're called now. Shelves, <laughs> all of that stuff. I, I, yeah, yeah. I forget the English language a yeah, lot. So okay. I, I, I really apologize. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but, um, when I came to start moving things, when I was moving away, it's like, I can't lift these things anymore. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I, I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to hire movers because sure, <laughs> they yeah. don't know what to do.
0: Okay. <clears throat> Is, out of curiosity, was that the feeling of no longer being able to lift something that you could before? Was that it's, a good feeling? because because that's kind of like a almost um, like uh, it's a validating experience you You would think
1: so but it it was an odd experience because conflicting in in my head I'm like oh this is this is fine and then I go to lift it and then it's a sobering moment when you're like oh shit like I literally can't pick this up yeah um and but like, yeah, there was a moment where I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, you know, th- I can't this, pick is, this up. i can't pick this up. You That's know, that- really cool. Yeah, and at the same time, like, yeah, but I got to move fucking house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this totally. isn't great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, it's just something you kind of have to get used to. Like, your mind has an image of what you're able to do, yes. and then it kind of jolts when. It doesn't meet expectation.
0: You get you get an, you get an odd feedback loop when yeah. when your body tries to do something. It's convinced it has no problem doing, exactly. and suddenly it comes up against the obstacle or resistance. Like if against you're losing
1: in an arm wrestling match to a four year old, like, yeah. holy shit, yeah, yeah. i Am like against Superman? <laughs> um,
0: so that loss of strength was
1: pretty immediate. Um, that was when I had been on my treatment for. Yeah. 18 months.
0: Okay. So, so a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've, so you've been on, you said 2013. So you've been on for almost four years, almost four years now. Um, has that decline? Uh, uh, did, did that decline in strength sort of plateau or are you still feeling that you're kind of waking up weaker every day still? No, no. Um, so at what, at what stage of that plateau?
1: Um, like, like I said, my, like with regards to physical strength, it's not something that I was doing every day. So yeah. I, I couldn't really gauge it, give you a measure. Yeah. So you had know, to move house again. Oh, <laughs> this doesn't work. Sure. So, like, that would be my only, um, forgetting all my words again. That's all right. Oh. It's like your only, it's your only, uh, measure experience. Yeah. yeah. Sure.
0: Um, so apart from the kind of the physical strength, um, what other effects physiologically? Or, or, or psychologically did you find that that transition had on you um, so you kind of mentioned that you had like your joint problems and stuff like that well like
1: it, it was more emotional than physical like the changes that I experienced like um, it's really difficult to explain I'm, I to have people, no doubt about that yeah it's like I transitioned I started my transition when I was 28 years old for 28 years of my life I had a constant hum in the back of my head that was basically saying this isn't right sure on a loop over and over and some days you could block it out some days it's all you can focus on like it was the cause for my depression it was the cause for um it was a cause for both of my suicide attempts it was cause for so many like I shut people out of my life because I didn't want people getting close to me yeah like I didn't want people to see that side of me
0: sure you felt that you were living a lie yeah and for, for that for a very long time
1: well yeah like I come from a big family uh I have eight brothers and sisters well wow. I know right that's a big family Irish Catholic <laughs> we know what we're doing <laughs> slowly taking over the world with pasty people <laughs> what are you gonna do about it um but like when you like, so I'm on the bottom end of my family. When I tried to express myself the way I wanted to when I was growing up, I was told very quickly. Sure. Um, it was like I was mocked, humiliated, and um, like it made me embarrassed to be myself, ashamed to be myself, and then after a while, it was just like, stop trying. There's no point. Push it. What, Push it back.
0: So do you, would you say that you've always felt that you were, <clears throat> you know, not to be cliche in my terminology, but <laughs> but a woman trapped inside a man's body from as long as you can remember?
1: It's difficult. Yeah. Like, I didn't, exp- I never, um, I wasn't exposed to the language that allows me to express it now until sure. I was about 13, 14. Okay up until that point, I knew there was something wrong, yeah. but at the same time I knew um, everything wasn't right. Like I had severe issues with my body. I, I, I didn't like people seeing my body and like going swimming was hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like I shared a room with my brother for the first 18 years of my life. And it was kind of like, actually no saying that like he's, literally my favorite person on the planet. Sure. Like there are people who come a close second, but he's been my rock through everything. Yeah. um, He's kind of the only person that I trust to give me an honest opinion. Sure. Like when you, when you tell people you're you're trans, you come out to them and you say all these things and like, it's so easy for people to go, Oh, you're so brave. Sure. Oh, aren't you pretty? Aren't yeah. You doing this. So, um, do
0: you find that you find that quite condescending? I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not brave. Sure.
1: Like, if I was brave, I would have owned up to this years ago. <laughs> uh, but like, well, you know what? I got.
0: I don't think it's quite that simple. You know, I think you're that, not the first person to tell me. I, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure those people have, but like, I don't think you, I think that everyone's very qu- critical of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably, you know that if someone else was saying that to you, you probably said that you're being a bit critical yourself, but we won't digress too much. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to be like a, just a, a, an, echo, an echo of a thousand <laughs> things you've heard before. But anyway, carry on. I've heard lots. Of I'm sure you before.
1: have. Um, but no, my brother, he was the person that I could always say, I send a picture of him, a uh, picture, To him, I'd be like, "Does this look okay?" And he's just send something straight back, like, "You look like a twat." Yeah, you need to stop doing that. Sure, (laughs) like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. And like, he was the only person that I could trust to be that honest. Yeah, and he's like, I describe him to my friends as he's a dick, but I love him. Yeah, (laughs) and like that's that's his best quality. He knows he knows so good how to be a dick. Yeah, that. Everybody needs someone like that sure. in their life.
0: <laughs> just a gr- just to ground them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> I don't know what I'd do without him. Yeah. Um but yeah, like it's very painful having to wear a mask every day in front of the people that you love. You feel like you're constantly lying to these people yeah but at the same time you feel like you can't be open and honest with them
0: well it must be really really difficult um to well you kind of feel like you're lying but at the same time you told them, <laughs> you know <laughs> so like you're you're lying but they're forcing you to lie because they won't accept the truth in a way well you know? exactly and um
1: like I, when i came out to my parents like eventually how um, old
0: were you when you did that
1: 26 okay um I remember having a conversation with my mum in the kitchen and she was like, I've kind of known since you were like four. Sure. It's like, uh, my sis- one of my sisters had like a skirt that I just wouldn't let go of and my mum threw it away. Uh, I had no idea, like any of this stuff happened. Like my earliest recollection is when I was like seven or eight. Um, I, I-, I don't have a great memory. <laughs> Hence why I keep losing all my words. <laughs> I-, I don't... <laughs> um. <clears throat> but like for so long, I was just confused about what I wanted to do. And like, when was it? I was at university in 2005, I think. Um. So yeah, probably about May 2006, like I attempted suicide. I tried to overdose and, didn't work out so well. <laughs> um like I just yeah. I woke up in like a puddle of vomit and with everything burning and I felt awful, but um it's kind of like when you get to that point, you don't really think about anything about that. Sure. Um but then as soon as like I snapped out of it and I'd regained a semblance of coherence, all I could think about was my parents, um, <laughs> receiving a phone call yeah. to say, Oh yeah. Um, you know, you know, your child that you love very, very much. Yeah. They, they'd rather kill themselves than speak to you. And then, uh, my friends who I was living with at the time who would have found me. And it's yeah. like, I would have ruined so many people's lives. <laughs> But, um, yeah, my friends were gone for the weekend, so it would have been a couple of days as well. Um, but, like, uh, that kind of shook me, and I resolved never to try again without speaking to someone. Sure. So, like, I got to clean up all that mess and just wait for my friends to come home, but then I I couldn't speak to them. <laughs> and... Um, So I couldn't speak to anyone now that I think about it. Um, So I just isolated myself again. And then when I got back to that headspace, I kind of said to myself, if you reach this point again, you need to do something about it. Yeah. And that's why I started my transition because life was becoming unbearable.
0: And life was becoming unbearable purely for the fact that you're living this lie. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: even the people that I come out to in that time, they're like three or four people who know and it's not enough. Yeah. Like it's too much to just hold in. Like,
0: you, you know, it's it's not good enough for three people to know who you are yeah. and no one else in the world does.
1: Exactly. yeah, And like just trying to watch what you say, watch the kind of opinions that you give people and it's it's tough. Yeah. And it's hard. It's one of the reasons why I, I my my circle of friends is really, really small. I, yeah. don't, I really don't like people getting close to me. Sure. But um yeah. So I just push people away. But now I I don't have to do that. Yeah. Like of I course. get to <laughs> I get to live as the best version of me. Yeah. And like that's not to say that I'm ashamed of who I was. It's not to say that I will ever forget the first 28 years of my life. I won't like they've made me who I am today. So why would I discard the lessons that I've learned through that experience? like It makes no sense. And I know some people don't like other people talking about their past, but for me, I use it as a measure. <laughs>
0: it's a, it's an important part. You know, I don't think anyone, you know, your past is how you got to where you are yeah. today. You can never forget about that, really.
1: Exactly. Like, I don't, I don't regret anything. I, I very much live with the, um, like, the code of no regrets. Like, sure. Why would I? Yeah. Like, there are people like, oh, wouldn't you change this if you could? Wouldn't you change this? No. Because of each of those things, I got to experience everything that I have. Yeah. Sure, it was tough, and it was really difficult to go through a lot of what I did. But at the same time, my life is fucking amazing now. Mm. Like, literally amazing. Mm. Um, I have a good job, and like, I found jujitsu because of that. <laughs> and I don't really need to <laughs> talk to you about how validating jujitsu is yeah, in general. Of course like the first thing that came into my head when I saw those posts the other day was the fact that like such a big part of my life. You felt that now... that was
0: about to be taken away from you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like, I've never felt so empty in my life.
0: Cause, cause it must've just been obviously once you have a couple of days to, Assess what's going on with that yeah. And have a think about it You realise, you know y- your, your knee-jerk reaction to something Is always going to be a lot more extreme Than it actually should be Yeah, um, Always, that's just a natural human instinct Is to kind of overreact and panic mm. So yeah, I, you know, I can't imagine um, You know, obviously If I had to think if someone just turned around to me and said, you you have to, you have to stop jujitsu. You have to get out the sport. You, you can't do this anymore. How that would feel for me. And like, yeah. you know how you, th- that must've felt really, really terrible.
1: Um, yeah. Like it felt like I felt empty and that's the first time I've legitimately thought about killing myself since the whole of my transition. Like, yeah like i said at the beginning like i still suffer from depression like kind of generally i've never taken medication for it i've always believed especially like now in the past like four odd years that it's better to speak to someone about your problems yeah but like i i messaged hayley about it and then i just turned off my phone threw it away i was like I need to deal with this in my head. Sure. And then all I focused on was I can't do jiu anymore. I can't do this one thing that I've loved ever since I started. And I just felt empty.
0: Yeah. Which, which I'm sure like is a, uh, I think the problem that a lot of people have is that they they, they struggle to relate with you you know which is which is understandable you know uh you're 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 different from other people a lot of people aren't particularly um you know they kind of can only go based off their own experience they're bad at sympathizing or empathizing with other people uh but anyone listening you know pretty much everyone who's going to be listening to this or majority of people listening to this um are going to be jujitsu people Mm. imagine what it would feel like if you as a jujitsu person listening to this had that taken out of your life now for some people you're hobbyists and you mm. could take it or leave it but for a huge majority as as we know so many people in jiu-jitsu it's a it is it is part of them it's almost for a lot of people it's their identity imagine if you had that taken away from you and i imagine you feel very similar to that that that's like a huge part of your identity
1: don't ask me a question while I'm having a drink <laughs> um, it is it is like i started competing in november last year yeah um That was... So
0: not not long ago at all, you're talking less than six months. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I started Jiu-Jitsu in 2015, around November time. Um, I had three months out in 2016, where I was recovering from a surgery. And, like, those three months were the most difficult that I've had to experience since, because I've really got into (laughs) Jiu-Jitsu. Like, I've never... I've never done a martial art before. I never experienced any kind of sport in that way. I've never really been that way in kind. Like I was more a sit at home and play video games sure. kind of person, just isolate myself. So
0: Do you still play video
1: games? Funnily enough, that's one of the only things that's kinda of changed since my transition. Really? <laughs> I don't play them as often. Um but like, I still crack them out every now I'm and then. I'm still
0: changing you to a game of Mario Kart when we're done with this.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> because I'm incredibly good at Mario Kart. I just want everyone to know <laughs> Yeah, that.
1: really boost my confidence about <laughs> what we're about to do. Thanks. You're the best.
0: Um, okay, so you've stopped playing video games, okay? Um, Which is always a, a probably a good, good choice. It's not <laughs> the most productive
1: use of anyone's time, but... But no, because I just switched that with Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. So um, how long have you been doing Jiu-Jitsu for? Um, since November 2015, so... Probably about sixteen months.
0: Okay, and how did you get into? You say like you didn't do any sport before. You haven't done any martial arts before. Not really. No. So, the question is why and
1: how. Um, the answer to that question's difficult. But like, okay, and of so, course, like you
0: don't you don't have to. You can withhold as much as you oh want no, to. It's completely up to don't you. Don't be silly.
1: Um, what's the point of having this conversation if I don't get to be honest? <laughs> um, right. So june july time 2015 um i that's when my social transition started so i was on hormones for a while before i actually started to live outwardly as a female
0: okay so you 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 were still dressing or acting as you would as a male yeah but despite kind of your hormones coming down
1: yeah so don't get me wrong there were physical changes and people commented on it a lot yeah but um Never enough for me to go, you know what, I'm just going to do this. But, um, yeah, that point came in, like, July. So I started dressing more androgynously and all of that nonsense. But um, I went to... I used to go to the cinema a lot on my own. And I can't even remember what I saw. (laughs) But um, as I left the cinema, it was, like, half 11, 12 o'clock. And... um, Yeah, so I parked in a further car park because when I got there, it was quite busy. And then when I was on my way to my car, I was uh, subdued by two gentlemen and (laughs) uh, sexually assaulted. Um, Until, that is, they went to reach for that part that's when it just became violent so um, I was on the end of a severe beating that I didn't quite enjoy and um, they left me after I don't even know yeah it must have felt like
0: a a thousand thousand years yeah yeah
1: so yeah I went home I had uh, bruised ribs I was covered in bruises like Nothing really to my face. It was all uh, body and legs. But um, yeah, that shook me. Um, up until that point, I'd been gaining a lot of confidence in sure. being myself. But that- well, this, is, this
0: is like a that was like a quite an important time for you. Finally, after so many years of you fight, you know, like. Obviously, there's one big step is yeah. when you started the hormones. When you made that decision to start the hormones, then a big step when you started them. But then the big step after that is when you actually accepted that and started, as you say, dressing. Yeah, you know, dressing differently and stuff like that.
1: Um, so yeah, I I really hated that experience. Well, as you can goes without gets. saying, of course, yeah. But at the same time. I try to look at it as it could have been so much worse sure um had I been post-op or had I been like a a cis female that would have ended so much differently yeah I've seen people have their lives taken away from them simply because of things (laughs) like that and even (laughs) even if you survive you don't survive no no one does no um so yeah That ruined me for a good while. Um, I suffered greatly from anxiety. I didn't like leaving my house. I became quite reclusive. But I moved to Liverpool. When was it? September? That year. So um, when I moved there, I... I had to travel to the station in the morning and then get a uh, train to work. And like it was dark on the way to work, dark coming mm. home from work. And I was feeling quite vulnerable. Yeah, I didn't like it. Mm. But um, I actually happened across <laughs> jujitsu Jitsu quite uh, serendipitously. Serendipitous. That sounds yeah. like a word. Yeah, that sounds, that <laughs> sounds like the right <laughs> use of the word. I think so. Um, Like I went to Costco at lunch because it was someone's birthday and I was like, we're going to get a fucking carrot cake. (laughs) And I was like, shit, yeah, carrot cake. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to eat so much carrot cake. I'm going to feel sick. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) But then um, on the way back, I saw um, the Liverpool MMA Academy Um, and I was like... That looks interesting. Yeah. So I I had a look at their website and saw what they offered and stuff, and it was um, they had women only Thai and jiu jitsu classes. Oh really? Which I was like, that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. So I contacted the the guys there. I was like, look, I'm I'm a trans woman, but I'm really interested in taking up jiu jitsu yeah. and thing, and they're like, just come along. Yeah. That's all you've got to do. If you like it, sign up. If you don't, don't. So I went and did the little induction that they do and I quite enjoyed it. So I started doing jujitsu and Thai boxing, but as it usually does, um, I fell for jujitsu. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like no disrespect to anyone who does Thai boxing, but I was like, fuck that shit. I want yeah, to, I want to yeah. <laughs> get on the ground. I want to grapple with people. I, yeah.
0: I, I don't want anyone near me in the head. I'm all right with that.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> Don't punch me in the face. Yeah. Please. Yeah. I just, like there was just something about jujitsu. And I think anyone who's done it.
0: Knows. Yeah. Oh, they know. They know. It's got that. It's got that. It <laughs> Whatever exactly. it is, it's got it. Yeah.
1: And yeah, I fell in love with that, like almost immediately. And um, yeah, like before I moved uh, down to Milton Keynes, like I was training like, Six days a week, probably two, three hours a day. Wow.
0: Who's the instructor there?
1: Uh there are a few, like the, the black belt there's Jason Tan. Yeah, I know Jason, yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought it was.
1: Fucking amazing guy. Yeah, awesome dude, yeah.
0: Um, I've actually fought Jason.
1: I've known him for a while, yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah, he's a good dude.
1: Um but like a lot of my classes were taken by uh brown belt Peter Ute. Okay. Absolutely amazing. Like I learned so much from him yeah and like a lot of the game that I have now is because of him (laughs) and um kind of by the
0: sounds of it you were accepted into the academy kind of with with open arms and there were were you apprehensive were you um kind of a a, a bit anxious about how you were gonna or how or if you were going to be accepted into the academy yeah of course I was
1: um but once I was in there and training they were just happy to have another girl on the mat. Yeah. Like the, the female community within jujitsu is small enough as it is. It's already a minority community. Like the fact that it was expanding was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and like, (laughs) I've met so many amazing female jujitsu players like just there. It was so good. It was such a great environment to learn in as well. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Like out of this really shit and terrible experience, mm. I got given the best lifeline I could have ever received. Yeah. Yeah. It would like- have
0: been better to get it in a slightly different way, but <laughs> you got there anyway. And then how did you feel that, uh, jujitsu affected you? Cause obviously, you know, at that point you were suffering from, uh, anxiety when you were leaving the house, a lack of confidence, you know, kind of a, just a fear of of, yeah. of 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 the similar thing happening again. How did jiu-jitsu kind of, what did, what, how did jiu-jitsu affect that?
1: Don't get me wrong. Um It's not like overnight. I was like, no, fucking hell, I'm brilliant at jiu-jitsu. Like I, you're I could ni- choke him out. You've tricks it, and you've just uh, uploaded
0: <laughs> black belt jiu-jitsu and now exactly. you're a Jedi. Yeah, doesn't work like that. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I got my black belt from the Gracie Academy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've seen all the YouTube videos. <laughs> um, but no, it's like it made me more confident as a person, like not because I could go, oh yeah, I could trick that person out, but more because I was like, I'm doing something positive mm. that makes me feel good. Um, also, it's distracting. <laughs> like, It's very difficult to go, oh my God, this entire situation is super scary when I'm like, how the fuck did that person arm bar me
0: yeah.
1: from there? And yeah. like, that's the kind of crazy shit that I'd think about when I was walking to and from places. I was like, yeah. I need to find a video on how to escape this um, triangle. I need to find a video on how to do this. So like my life became consumed with jujitsu. And like, it made me a more confident person. Like I felt it at work more than anything else because um, it was at that time where I was like, okay, I need to speak to, more important people where I was like my career was progressing, so like, um, I had to speak to like CEOs, sure, and CFOs, yeah. and all of that nonsense. And, um, yeah, so I've always hated being exposed to people, I don't, I never liked speaking to groups of people, mm. but I was able to get up and give presentations fairly easily, like, there were still shakes, but. It went after a few minutes. I gave a uh, like Liverpool has this thing called reclaim the night um which is a great it's actually a great evening. I gave a a speech there about the situation we talked about a moment ago, like that was to a, a large group of people that I'd never met before. Yeah. It was terrifying, but I did it
0: and you felt that jitsu had helped given you the confidence to be able to do something like that
1: I, I never would have. Said it that before. it was jiu-jitsu. Yeah. But, like, I never would have done it without it. Sure. And it's, like, it just boosted my self-esteem so much. Yeah. And it's just nice to feel worthwhile again. Because I felt so long that I was just wasting. Like, it's so easy to just go to work, come home, do nothing. Wake up when
0: <laughs> you're 65 years old. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But... Now I'm like, oh, I need to get home, have something to eat real quick because i got Jiu-Jitsu this evening. Mm. And I, it gave my life a purpose. Mm. And it's a great purpose. Yeah. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah.
0: Um, and then you moved from uh, Liverpool to Milton, uh, to Milton Keynes, at which point. Uh, so you've been doing Jiu-Jitsu for how long at that point?
1: I don't know. I moved in August. But... um. I didn't start until, was it the beginning of September? September, yeah. Yeah, yeah. by
0: the way, guys, we also have Hayley Carter here. <laughs> oh. I haven't introduced you, I feel really bad. Yay. We've got Hayley sitting in the corner here, who is. Uh, she's who, just staring at me, making me feel all oh, awkward. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, who is uh, a purple belt
2: Yeah.
0: under Kev Cable and one of Chloe's training partners. So, uh, Chloe, also,
1: she, she's a trainer as well.
0: Tra- and an instructor. You you teach the women's classes, though? Or?
1: No. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Teach your kids' classes?
2: No. <laughs> uh, no. Why has it help. got to be
1: women on kids' classes? Why can't you just teach normal class? Do you teach normal classes? You're so
2: sexist. I'm I sorry. help. Oh I help. God. Teach, yeah. Fuck. God damn
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> You're being outed. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: How could you do this to me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, so kind to <laughs> you. Come on my podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I rang you up and I said that. Uh, <laughs> Uh so you um you didn't go you, you didn't immediately find uh you didn't immediately start training after you moved down here.
1: No, I was recovering from surgery. Okay. And um,
0: were yeah. you, were you um a little bit worried about making the transition from a a place that you were really accepted from were you worried that you would move to somewhere that wouldn't accept you in the same way?
1: Of course. Yeah. Um I found uh, RGA through the UK Underground. Yes. <laughs> um I was put in contact it with, with, with It giveth and it taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but I I think I spoke to Hayley before my first cast there. I made her aware of my situation. She was like, just come down.
2: Yeah, you asked. You said... You know, You're going to have to get a little really... bit closer to the mic, Hayley. Sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Hayley, we were talking beforehand and you said... Um, Kind of, it was an interesting experience for you because before you met Chloe, yeah, you had uh, you knew of and had competed against trans women, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so
2: uh, Chloe, you sent me a message through Facebook and said, was like really open about everything, asked a few questions about the club, and she said, Are you okay with trans women or trans training at your club? And I was like, Yeah, of course, like that's cool, uh. You know, from my experience, I trained with trans women, and competed, so I had no issue with it. Um, So yeah, I was like, "Come down," and I did. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: And how was was that? Um, it was really good. Like the first class I I took, all I could think was, "The warm ups up north went like this." Can't fucking breathe. <laughs> who took your first class? Huh? Who took your first class? Kev did. No, I trained at um, the Bletchley. Ah. first so yeah, we, I was there for a while before I went to Kev. So. Uh, okay, I got you.
2: Yeah, like I explained to Chloe, like Kev's got a few different instructors, sure, all around. One of which is you. Yeah, me. He teaches and, men <laughs> and women, and maybe me and my other half. Yeah, both run a, a club in Bletchley because
0: <laughs> um, anyone can do anything
2: under. Uh, RGA bucks, which yeah. is Kev's Yeah. So yeah, total dojo. Yeah. <laughs> <Bigging them up. laughs> yes. You got it. be um, done. So yeah, we invited her down, and we said to her, you know, we go and train in Aylesbury as well. She's more than welcome to come with us. And yeah, she fitted in real well. Like, and a couple of it just so happens a couple of other girls started around the same time, mm. and yeah, she gets on really well with. It's all always the other girls. it's always
0: great when you have like comrades. Um, training partners start at the same time. Yeah. Like whether, yeah, it really whether it's helps. like uh, a couple of women train, start training or a couple of middleweight blue belt, start training or a couple of, you know, old black belt start. You know, it doesn't matter who it is. Whenever you have a load of people who are kind of similar, yeah. uh, uh, mm. start training at the same time. It's great. Cause you kind of progress with them yeah. at a similar rate, which is always good. Yeah.
1: yeah. And One I, of the girls is a big fan of Rick and Morty as well. So yes. That's all we talk about. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes there we go. Um,
2: so, and it was really nice. Like you said, you know, like you were saying before, it was really nice just to have another girl join, yeah. the, join the club. Yeah. You know, it's really hard for me to get girls to come along and stay as well. So it
0: was mm. I would awesome. say that like, um, obviously, you're under Yaz, who yeah. teaches the women's classes at Bucks.
2: Uh, She teaches women classes at, at, them, at HQ. Yeah. Mm. So like...
0: Um, I don't know what it's like for your kind of uh, affiliate gym that you're kind of the one that uh, you and your partner run. Uh, but at uh, uh, RJ Bucks, the main one, you've got quite a lot of women there. Yeah, I kind there's of, a few w- women now, yeah. And, yeah. and I, I really do believe that's years. because you've got such a strong, almost role model and instructor in Yaz. Yeah. You know, I think it makes like a, Yaz- a big, big difference when Yaz Yaz you have a black belt awesome. woman teaching, you can kind of get a lot more women involved because it's it's kind of inspiring to see... Someone like Yaz going and compete and do yeah. well and be at that level, when it, you and it. And she,
2: you know, and she's really, really good. There's yeah, Yaz I'm, is
0: awesome. I'm gonna get her on here very yeah, soon. Yeah, you soon. yeah, you need to. I will do. Don't
1: worry. Do it, Don't it tomorrow.
2: Worry. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, she'll make time. <laughs> you, I'm I'll pretty sure. Soon. I
0: will.
2: But not just that as well. Like you know, all the other guys at the club, they're really good as well. Like mm. Kev's, Kev's really supportive as well. <sighs> um, obviously he he trains with Yaz all the time, so he's yeah. really supportive. And yeah, so yeah, it's. We have got a, f- a few girls mm. training now, so Chloe so, fitted in really well. So
0: kind of uh, moving on to that, uh, you've been training at Bucks and is it Bletchley?
2: Bletchley as well. Bletchley yeah, yeah. Uh, for
0: a little while and uh, competition. Yeah. Where does it get, who, who approaches you with it and how does that conversation go?
1: So, um... <laughs>
2: that was my fault, I'm so sorry. I was like, <laughs> you need to compete. Yeah. Um, so Sorry.
1: when I started at um, Bletchley, I I think I did inquire about competition because um, I was really enjoying jujitsu and
0: I. You see a lot of your like teammates competing, and you feel like that's a yeah. big part of jujitsu. Which yeah. in a way, you know, people don't have the competing jiu-jitsu, but it is a big part of it. You know.
1: Yeah, but like, if I'm honest, I just wanted to test myself. Yeah. And like. Ju- the competitions you can go to as many competition classes as you want it's not but the same. it's not the same not at all um and like i got i got really pumped for cleos which was supposed to be my first competition last awesome year awesome tournament it's <laughs> bloody great tournament that I it's okay <laughs> i mean come on uh, so, <laughs> but yeah. like i was supposed to have that as my first tournament okay um but i got really impatient i i trained super fucking hard for it and I was like, you know what, there's like there's another tournament that's starting. Um I think it was a week or two before Clear, so I was like, I'm just gonna go there on my own, kick out the nerves <laughs> and then like just get that little bit yeah. of experience beforehand. Not a bad idea. Because I was really nervous about going to Cleos and then just fucking flailing in front cool. of all my teammates. I was yeah. like, Oh no, I promise I'm really good. Yeah. Um, come and watch me on the mats in my gym. <laughs> <laughs> but um so I went to the South End Open, which was um like a nogi tournament. Yeah. Um and like training in Liverpool, most of my training was there no-gi. was nogi. Yeah, obviously it's an MMA gym. Yeah. Yeah. Um and like I went there, I had two opponents and Like, up until this point, I hadn't fought girls my size. Yeah. They were fucking savages. Yeah. Absolute savages. Um, The first girl, I think it was an early tournament in her career. Like, she was gassing herself underneath me. I got to mount and she was not so much panicking, but breathing really heavy Mm. and stopping. Like, um, I can't remember how I finished it, but like, I got the submission. I was like, brilliant over yeah. but like nothing prepares you for that adrenaline dump at no. the end of your first fight No, <laughs> and it was really warm in there and i didn't have any water with me so i was like i didn't know what to do yeah <clears throat> and then like yeah just stay here for a few minutes your next fight's going to be in yeah. a second i was like this bitch is going to kill me
0: you, you were on you were on your own at your first tournament
1: uh my sister took me okay and uh filmed my fights and stuff um like she'd had no exposure to jiu-jitsu yeah well all. that's the,
0: that's the thing like and it's was, great when you've got someone there to support you but they don't know what the
1: fuck's going on yeah, <laughs> yeah. they don't know what's but going they got on like they got a seat right at the front yeah. so they could see the whole of the mat and stuff yeah. and like there's a bit in the video where she's like she's like i didn't know what to do so this happened and then she showed me the video and she's like come on chloe <laughs> i was like oh you spurred me on <laughs> head and arm that's how i finished the first okay. one it was um like that used to be my go-to move yeah but um i remember in my second fight i got in and uh got a takedown got to mount and then all i heard from (laughs) in front of me was her instructor going you know she's got that head and arm just just watch out for it i never thought of that (laughs) (laughs) thanks coach (laughs) all i thought was okay so now i know what i'm not gonna do yeah and like she put her arm up when yeah. I went to dive, and then she did that, and I Americana'd her. And oh, I was okay, like, boom! Like, don't put your arm up. That's just silly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was such an amazing experience, and I was like, I really fucking like this. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went to Cleos, and I got to fight one of my friends. Uh, I only had one fight in my division. And then we did the absolute, where I got to fight one of my favorite competitors, which is uh, Maya Holmes. Yep. Yeah absolutely brilliant
0: which i've ref that point yeah you <laughs> did faces. with that
1: amazing picture <laughs> she got me in the tightest triangle i've yeah. ever experienced um honestly like there was a part of me like when i finished that fight i was i was a bit down i was like oh i can't believe like i lost i was i was upset and i, I thought i'd let my team down but no. like the one thing you learn about yeah, your team is like they don't care. Exactly, you exactly. Like, you compete. That's yep. what matters.
0: Exactly. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Um. But I remember just feeling a bit down after the fight, and then after a few days, I was just like, "That's actually a really good fucking fight. <laughs> I really like this girl." <laughs> um. But yeah, I've kept in contact with her since, and awesome. like I see her. I saw her out at the Euros. Yeah. I Saw her. what Was it Empire Grappling a few yeah. weeks ago? Like literally, amazing fighter. But yeah, like after Cleos, I was like, I, I really need to keep doing this. And then Hedy was like, come to Portugal. Let's do the Euros. And I was like, I think I'm going to do the Euros. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I went out there and took bronze as well. Um, Like my, my second fight, I got put up against a machine of a woman. Mm. But it's
2: the first time you, it, you had like someone like your own weight as well. Like yeah. more to your own weight, which was... Mm. Really good for you.
1: And I, like, she was, she was really good. She caught me in a really tight closed guard, and um, she went for, what's it called, like a cross collar choke, mm-hmm. like straight away. Yeah. So I spent so much energy trying to defend that and get out of it. Mm. I eventually did get out of it, and then as I went to pass that guard, I left my arm in, and she just spun around and took it. I was like, yeah. "You, ah, oh, you're an idiot! What have you done?" <laughs> you've ruined my (laughs) chance so um, but like the girls that I fought at the Euros were just amazing like the girl who won gold is an absolute beast of a competitor mm. uh, oh the,
0: the the Europeans is a leg- legitimately <laughs> tough tournament <laughs> yeah. you know it, re- it really is one of the one, it's like, I believe it's the biggest tournament in the world mm. by like number of competitors yeah. Is yeah. by like it by is. far because they have masters divisions as well which I think they're going to phase out soon yeah. Um, yeah I think that's why they do it because they've got the masters Europeans this year ah. So I think that I think they're going to have the Masters Europeans, and I think eventually because it uh, was it was it five days the Europeans. Yeah, that's great. Come on, yeah. that's ridiculous. You can't have a five day tournament. So a lot of those that's are Masters brilliant. divisions. But um,
1: you can because like you get to experience. Like, world-class jiu-jitsu for five days. It,
0: it's true, but it's just really... It's difficult for people... Is
1: it boring for you now? You're just like, you know oh, what? Yeah. I know, oh, yes, I know enough about jiu-jitsu um, now. I, I could I, just stop.
0: I think, it's just, it, I think it's just difficult for some people. Obviously, they're not having a problem getting competitors at all because, yeah. you know, they've got a shitload of competitors there and more every year. But I think it's difficult when... Um, they you tell you get told that you can you're going to fight on wednesday or maybe thursday or maybe friday or possibly saturday or sunday so you're like okay well i've got to take a week off of work then because i'm going to be there for an entire week possibly and then you end up fighting on you know wednesday morning or sunday night (laughs) yeah um so it's you know, eventually it's going to turn up into being like a two week long <laughs> tournament. And this is going to be a bit crazy. Um, so I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that they're going to phase out. They, it's going to be like the world's where the Europeans are. Cause they, they've just brought in rules where um, black belts need to qualify for yeah, the Europeans qualify, now. So points. just like, just like the world's. So I think that they're going to start to phase out the, the master's divisions. I reckon a couple of years, my prediction anyway, who knows? Hopefully not. Um, so yeah, you you did the Europeans. So so um,
1: but yeah, since the since the Europeans, I was just like, you know what, I have what is it? I, like my surgery is booked for like September, October. I, I don't I don't have a definitive date, but I just said to myself, I'm going to compete as much as I can until then, because it's something that I love and it means that I am constantly preparing for a tournament. Yeah, like Keeps I you sharp yeah Yeah. because you're focused exactly yeah and like um because my body lacks testosterone i gain weight so easily sure it's really take time off it's really difficult for me to um to drop weight um and like it's impossible for me to like build muscle and maintain it like sure so like my arms look kind of defined but that's because I spent the last six to eight months like that trying to push people away from me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, that's the kind of stress in my life that yeah. I enjoy. Yeah. Like, um, But like, that's, that's kind of it. It's all resistance. Um, so like, that's one of the reasons why I've been going to as many comps as I have. Um, I've had, what is it? Like nine competitions this year. Wow.
0: This, this year, mm. Well, wow! That includes. Uh, I've, had in, like in nine, I've had like months. nine competitions in the last five years. That's not even a joke. <laughs> You've had so, them in five months. That, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty damn active. So, so you're doing that? Um, you're having an op in August? Did you say? Uh,
1: like between August and October, that's okay. when I'm thinking it's going to happen. Yeah,
0: and that is like your full transition yeah. op so um what's the sort of recovery like and and what are you expecting many more apart from the fact that you you'll no longer have to take um testosterone suppressors Mm. are you are you expecting any um more physiological effects other than that
1: you always end when i'm drinking
0: i know (laughs) (laughs) it's my it's my it's a a gift Maybe you always drink whilst I'm talking, I don't know. I guess that's the only time, because otherwise you're talking. You're like, Haley, take the mic for a couple of minutes, I'm really thirsty.
1: <laughs> Hayley, spit some bars, I need, to, I need to have a quick drink. Um, <laughs> no, like... Okay, so... my I'm going to be signed off work for 10 weeks. I've wow. been told by... A few people who train in other sports they like uh, they run and they do all of the like non combative sports. But it takes about uh like three months out. And I could I can kind of deal with that. I've done it before. I, I'll probably do it again. I'll go a bit insane. Yeah. <clears throat> but um I'll probably just make Haley come to my house and go, tell me everything that's happened <laughs> at the gym. Describe jujitsu for <laughs> me. <laughs> Can I just come and watch? Yeah. I need to smell that air. I advise
0: you to go and watch. Oh, I will. I advise you to go and watch. But, um,
1: so, uh, the week after surgery, I am literally just laid in bed most of the time. I don't, uh, like the first three days I'm literally laid on my back. I'm not allowed to move. And then after that I have to like learn to walk again. Like you have no, um, you have no energy to do anything. And I know people where they just can't do anything. They can't go very far from their house sure. because they just need to stop, take a nap.
0: And is that to do with like absolutely no testosterone production or?
1: It's to do with recovery. Okay.
0: Like just a combination of the both of them. Or? Yeah.
1: Excuse me. It's like, it's a major surgery mm. and your body's constantly working to f- to Mm. fix the areas that have been affected. So it's...
0: See, it's because I don't let you have that water. Okay, look, I'm going to talk. You just go sit that water right now. Go and do I it. I feel like
1: I talk all the time. That's all right. Okay. You never butt in with questions.
0: I'm I'm trying. I've got lots of questions. Don't worry. We'll get there. You'll have so many water breaks.
1: <laughs> Is that why this water bottle so gonna, fucking big? You're
0: going to have to take it even. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like the size of my thigh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad. I meant to go and buy, so I just pulled him out. Those are my training water bottles. So full, full size.
1: No one else can see this, but there's like a gallon jug <laughs> of water right beside me it's it's just quite a, just a it's tap. quite excessive there's no tap i have to lift it above my head i've already told you i'm pretty weak yeah. i'm wearing most of it i'm glad this isn't like joe rogan's podcast where there's like a camera they is there a camera no good, good.
2: but then but you're I lucky because i camera. think
0: my next episode will be will be filmed From from then on, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna try anyway. We'll see how it goes. Awesome. You saw how much I was faffing around with all this audio (laughs) stuff. It's even harder when you stop bringing video stuff. Let me just set
1: up the camera.
0: I know, I know. Hang on a
1: minute. I need to be in my shorts. This is the only only way people know me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That is a very good question. Am I going to have to do the interviews in in bad boy shorts? Yeah. Not bad boy shorts. I can't say that. Valley Tudo shorts. Sorry, scramble. (laughs) Maddie Tudo shorts. Uh, my bad.
1: I told you we couldn't edit this for anything. <laughs> I won't. If We have to edit that because you've got sponsors.
0: I won't have that. I don't have to. They're fine. They're, they're, they're not listening to this. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry they don't give are. a shit about what I do outside of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Um, so, uh, so, you know, we're kind of talking about uh, on the subject right now of kind of fully transitioning or, or yeah. kind of having the op. Um, quite a few people who were talking if we go back to now what kind of we were talking about right at the beginning which is sure. this thread on facebook a lot of people really use that as the line yeah kind of they that's where they draw the line is between pre-op and post-op which is bullshit well that's what i'm thinking because like <laughs> it's got nothing to do with them right. being there so it's are they doing something yeah. you know
1: yeah technically my uh testes atrophied six to eight months into my transition. Yeah. They stopped producing anything. Yeah. Um all of the other stuff down there is pretty much just for show. Sure. It's a I'm not gonna lie, it's not a pretty picture, but it's a picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. Um like I use it to we. Yeah. That's it. Like um Another great thing that testosterone does is it controls your sex drive. Sure. I ain't even got one. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's there's so many different things in my life that I could dedicate time to, and that's just not one of them. Mm. So, um, yeah, like, <laughs> the argument for, oh, yeah, as long as they don't have a penis, it should be fine. It's like, it it's useless it doesn't do anything do
0: do you think do you think the reason one of the reasons why they kind of give that is because that's where they kind of draw the line as like this is a fully this is fully female now do you think think that's the problem is that you're kind of um, they believe that people believe I I don't necessarily agree with that but people believe that when you're pre-op you're still in that phase of transitioning mm. however once you have that op now you are fully 100% female
1: Well, like a lot of the arguments like caused me to scratch my head. If I'm honest, I'm like people make ridiculous arguments for why I shouldn't fight other women. But, um, like I personally, I think a lot of people have this image in their mind that until I have that surgery, everything else is still going to count. It's like, like, if you see it on Family Guy, like, there's an episode where Quagmire's dad, yes, like, transitions. Yes. And it's like, I'm going to go to the hospital, it's a one day thing, yeah. <laughs> like, that's fucking nonsense. Yeah. Like, I had to go through <laughs> six months of psychological therapy, I've had to go through four years of hormone therapy. I have to speak to professionals on a four monthly basis about everything to do with myself i have to be deeply personal with strangers it's why i have no issues doing it here i've got Mm. so much fucking practice in Mm. it that it doesn't bother me as much um you have to change everything about your life to accommodate this thing and like i see arguments of like well why don't i just chop my dick off and go win some golds in the female bracket (laughs) yeah fucking try it (laughs) do it yeah subject yourself to what i have to go through yeah like you think I don't get stared at in the street. You think I don't hear people talking about me. You think that my life is <laughs> infinitely better than anybody else's. It's not.
0: Yeah. Like you just, you're just getting past with your trickery. You yeah. know, you've just tricked people so you can, uh, you know, yeah. Oh, you know, the I rest just want to win world. gold medals. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's yeah. totally
1: what I want to do in my yeah. life. Gold medals. Yeah. But no, like <laughs> anyone who does that is a fucking idiot. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, I've had to go through so much nonsense. Like I said, I haven't, I didn't experience any martial arts until I'd already pretty much transitioned. Mm. Like I started training with girls at my own level and I've come along the same lines as them. Like people talk about my physical advantage against my female opponents. Yes, of course I have advantages. I'm five foot 11. That's a fucking advantage. Mm. It's got nothing to do with my testosterone. I, I train two hours a day, four to five hours a week. Yeah. That's an advantage. Yeah. I've had people give an argument of, what about reaction times? Males have proven to have faster reaction. Yeah. Of a study of 14 people, males yeah. had a faster reaction time because they play fucking video games. Yes, yeah. Like, it's...
0: You played video games. I did. But... Do you play video games, either.
2: I don't, no. <laughs> I you're did. At the disadvantage. But right? I am a disadvantage. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna, need to when play I get some the Mario Kart up, you're going to
0: f- see some. Does
2: that mean I get gold medals if I play video games? Maybe. <laughs> get it on. But <laughs> the thing is, the argument in itself is
1: bullshit. I'm a fucking white belt. Mm. How is that split second reaction yeah. going to help me when I get into mount and I fucking freeze because I don't know what to do yeah. in a competition? It doesn't. It's. Like I could understand if I was fighting at the highest level where sure. every moment counts, but mm. it doesn't like the only thing that I really have a, a physical advantage with is my weight.
0: Yeah.
1: I apply for the highest weight class every single time. Yeah. People are aware that there are heavier people in those weight classes. Yeah. Like my last tournament, I weighed in at 90 kilos. Um, Like, yeah, that's heavy. I also come from uh, an academy that's run by Kev, who trained under Roger Gracie and Mauricio Gomez. Yeah. My game's about pressure. Yeah, Of course I'm going to use my fucking weight. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what I do. That's half my game. I...
0: Well, it, it does seem like a, a couple of the people, um, which I found interesting, because a lot of people were just kind of talking and putting mm. their opinions, which perhaps some of the time aren't actually worth that much. No. Um, a couple of people posted who were women that you've competed against. Yes. And both times they were they were kind of pissed off. Mm. But then when it came down to it, they seemed to be that they were pissed off because they were put against someone 20 kilos heavier than them, mm. not mm. pissed off because they were going against a trans person. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure whether that is legitimate and whether they are just saying that they wouldn't have minded if you were the same weight as them, but a trans person and they're kind Hmm. of to kind of uh, take any. So, so, so no one's saying that they're transphobic or anything like that or say anything. I'm not sure whether that's the case, Um, but that was, that was interesting because they were kind of making this big thing about you being trans is kind of the only factor that makes, A woman your size, which Hmm. is ridiculous, because there are
2: there are bigger women than you, much bigger, yeah,
0: much bigger. Mm -hmm. Which kind of brings to to some of the uh, other subjects that I wanted to get your opinion on. Go
2: for
0: it. You get someone like Gabby Garcia, yeah. Okay. Now here is the thing, because because you're talking about kind of the advantages that you have for 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 having that kind of testosterone as you were uh, you know for 28 years or whatever. Um, People argue the main arguments. Are that you have a slightly different, different muscle fiber kind of composition. Uh, are that in generally your bone structure is different, and that's something that won't change from um, your your the hormones that you're taking. That you already have kind of uh, stronger, thicker ligaments and tendons, and therefore you're able to p- produce more force and stuff like that. Um, which is fair enough, and I think that's the problem that most people have is that you you know, and would you agree that you do have? Obviously, you have a lot of disadvantages. Mm. for transitioning you have disadvantages now that if you were a cis woman you would even if you were your size as a cis woman you wouldn't have those disadvantages yeah kind of all of the crazy shit that's going on with your hormonal system um is affecting you in negative ways but then you do have some or people would argue that you would have some positives such as Mm. bone structure muscle density tendon ligament strength and stuff like that right
1: right so the bone structure argument yeah um males and females tend to differ in three or four ways, um mainly the jaw, shoulders, hips, and hands, mainly like the and like shoulders I can understand that being yeah an argument for like I use my shoulders a lot, they're quite broad, um but I've seen broader um, yeah um cis women. Yeah, no I, um, I don't think
0: anyone anyone oh, can yeah. make the argument that you're the biggest woman, you know. No, that, that's ridiculous. Um, you have Gabby Goss. Have you ever met Gabby Goss? I've not met. She's
1: her. Fucking, I've seen pictures. She's fucking huge. Yeah. But she's like, huge.
0: Yeah, have you met her? Yeah. I saw good. I saw her the first time I saw her she was at the um World Championships and Sergey Moresh had just beaten Kron or someone or maybe the year afterwards when he won the world. Uh again, um he came off the mat and he's like a big he's like a middleweight but he's a big Dude, shredded dude, and she picked him up and hugged him like he was a baby. When she was about <laughs> to put to sleep. It was ridiculous.
2: Have you it seen was the ridiculous. Picture of her standing next to Roger.
0: Yeah. Did you see? Did you see our last uh, MMA fight?
2: Because <laughs> yeah. like she
0: used to be a big, you know, she used to be pretty fat.
2: Yeah, But now she's shredded. She's ripped. She looks... It's terrifying. Yeah. She's yeah.
0: absolutely like... And we're going to get onto that in a little bit. But I want you to continue in it. We're I'm all not gonna come shredded. Back, we're going to come back. <laughs> I'm we're, terrified. Not that, not that. Something different. We're going <laughs> to come I'm back to Galvin here in a bit. But anyway. Um, carry on with what you're saying. So.
1: I can't remember what I was yeah, saying. It's talking uh, about
0: Bones. stretcher. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Right.
1: So, yeah. Like, I have big hands. Um, That can... That can probably be counted as an advantage. Like, I don't know how it makes my grip any tighter like just ask caney i i go for collar trucks and yeah. like crabs all the time and she's just like get that off me yeah get that off me well Stop actually I, me. I i don't be-
0: <laughs> i don't believe that um having bigger hands makes your grip any stronger i no. just believe that um
1: there's more surface area to pull away uh
0: th- 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 there's i believe that the advantage that you have from bigger hands in grip cuz i don't have particularly ha- big hands um which it, they're not small <laughs> or anything. <laughs> No, don't. No, no, no. They're not that small. Come on. Like Come on. They're just not massive hands. They're not massive hands. Um, at what, the only advantage is like if you're grabbing onto a wrist or something like that, mm. like you'd be able to wrap all the way around, yeah. whether someone with much shorter fingers can, are not going to be able to that's wrap all the around. I was around. saying so
1: to like, earlier on.
0: Kind of open hand support strength is kind of the yeah. main advantage that you have from bigger hands. But in terms of you know, I'm sure there's some disadvantages from the length of the actual levers mm. uh, and, and and kind of how much they have the stretch. Just like if you have a shorter arm, you're going to be stronger at moving weight around with those shorter arms. than mm. if you have very long lanky arms, so I think there's a little bit of both. Yeah, but I understand why people would see that as an advantage in some ways. It definitely yeah. is.
1: Yeah, but like I have long arms. I've got long legs. I'm very Neanderthalic in stature. Um. However, I also... I've competed in two or three absolute divisions in the female category. And do you want to know the people I find it hardest to fight against? The smaller people. The fucking smaller
0: ones. Yeah, I find it harder to fight smaller people as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Like, there's a girl who we train with uh, who is the loveliest, most wonderful person you could ever hope to meet. But she's a fucking savage. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I... I get her to side control, I try to mount, I'm in half guard, I I try to um controller inside control there's a knee on my chest i'm like where are these knees coming from mm. she's like i've got two in the back pocket just <laughs> i need to i need to keep a
2: few spare just yeah. in case yeah a but tiny little hands get in I, I wish it's... i had some spare knees i could do <laughs> with exactly those right now. <laughs> exactly
1: we all wish we had the. i've just got like a pocket like around the back of my knee yeah. I, I opted for that rather than the spare ones yeah An idiot That's what Bull. i am yeah but like they're always the most difficult for yeah. me to handle because where I'm quite large, it's very difficult for to me take to take up that small. space. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I've had more trouble with smaller people in competition than I have with larger people. Like, um, I've had, <laughs> like I finished most of my fights with submission. All of my fights this year, I finished with submission. All right. Um, all
0: right. <laughs>
1: breaking about it. Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> But I've only experienced one fight where I felt like there was absolutely no resistance. Sure. Like, I finished one of my fights in 20 seconds and it was literally just trip, side control, Americana. Like, there was nothing to the fight. I'd never experienced anything like that before. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, I find a lot of jujitsu is about what you're putting into it if if it's not something that you're feeling on the day then it's going to have a massive impact on how you perform yeah like but then I also have like that was against a two stripe white belt I've also gone against like no stripe white belts who are fucking tenacious mm-hmm. <laughs> and like they really push you to your limits and like really tough fights and then like even those ones are just about finished. Like, honestly, I try to finish all my fights simply because I saw an interview with Roger Gracie and I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like that. Yeah. That yeah. interview. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, like I, I want, I want to finish my fights. That's like, cause it's not about, I know I say I talk about winning, but for me, it's not about winning or losing. It's about challenging myself, sure. and that's my challenge. I want to challenge myself to enter these competitions and fight against, like, the female competitors that we have now are literally amazing. Like, I, I literally have nothing bad to say about any of the people that I've yeah. gone against. Like, every time I've fought someone, at the end it's always been, that was amazing that was a great role I really loved that I, I've never had any negativity on or off the mats from people mm. like at competitions because everyone's just so hyped to be there Yeah, and I I don't think that that's anything that I'd get from another sport like it's
0: well I think all Jiu people think that Jiu Jitsu is the best but mm. I do think it's the best uh, but I'm sure someone who <laughs> plays football thinks it's the best but um, I don't think it is um <laughs> Uh, yeah no it's it's it, it's really really good and um kind of i have written some questions down for you, but kind of you're kind of bringing up stuff Woo-hoo! that's reminding me of them anyway um have you felt any um negative kind of at being in competitions have you have you come across any negative negativity in any way i guess anyone commenting or having problems apart from this recent thing that's come out
1: No, nope, never um, that's pretty cool every time I fought, it's always been really positive. Mm. Um, like I say, everyone is just happy to have the experience yeah. of rolling against anyone. Yeah. That's, that's always been my experience until uh, this Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, that was one of the reasons why I, I, I think I messaged Hayley and I was like, yeah, so I can't compete anymore because I go to a lot of competitions on my own mm. And now I'm like, right. So I do you, can't. Do you, do you feel like now,
0: from Wednesday, um, you're now a target?
1: Yeah. Well, that's how I felt, and like people say it a lot in the 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 jujitsu community is that jujitsu is for everyone. Everyone should do it. Every, mm. It's, but then when subjects like this are brought up, it's like you can't do it you can't do this it's it's
0: for that. everyone but not for you yeah yeah
1: but for me personally i have the jiu-jitsu community i also have the trans community and um i know a couple of jiu-jitsu players who want to transition but they start their transition they're like i can never do jiu-jitsu again and that's out of their lives now they can't go back to it they're too scared for of what the environment's like so for me they're not transitioning because they are transitioning but, but they, they feel like they do can't do jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu anymore yeah and that's what i that's one of the reasons i compete i want to you show, want to show, them show them people that it's, that it's okay yeah it's like you can do it as long as you compete at your belt level your weight class it's fine
0: um are you the only UK-based trans jiu-jitsu athlete that you know of?
1: I've I've never met another one in competition. Mm-hmm. As for being the only trans jiu-jitsu player, I don't know. Yeah, but like, that, you, that you know of? No. Um, like I know the the guys who have stopped. Yeah, doing jiu-jitsu. When I see them, we roll because I've got mats in my house, but other than that that's the only exposure they have to it
0: do you feel like you're a guinea pig in a way or a canary would probably be a better term um which is the thing is people people will look at you hmm. as kind of a path that is in their future and then kind of use you to gauge what the scene is like whether they can compete whether they can train and how that's going to be are you an example to other people who are looking or in the middle of transitioning
1: I wouldn't say I'm an example to anyone but myself.
0: I wanna be the best not real I I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I think you are trying to be modest here. Um but I disagree with you. Do you do you, I do you understand what I'm saying? Like if, if if let's say that I was a male that was looking to transition into a female, no mm-hmm. plans right now, but who knows? Um would, and I was doing jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I would and like if I wasn't a bat boy or anything like that, I'm just like a guy who's one one in the transition. I you would look for people similar to you, yes, right? Definitely. That's like anything. Like, um, if uh, I was someone who uh, was an amputee, mm. you know, I know that you have it's a uh, Nigel Wright trains with you. Really? I know there's a lot of people. Um, you know, there, there was just the para, para the UAE yes. just had the yeah. para jiu jitsu games, which yeah. is awesome. We had uh, one of the girls, Jake, Jake Cahill, Cahill, Cahill yeah. yeah Cahill, yeah, who went. I think she won out yeah. over there. So like, um. Nigel might look at her as an example of what uh, yeah. an amputee can do mm. so I think you try and um, find people that are similar to whatever it is that kind of it, it defines you in a way yeah. and then you follow them and watch what happens so yeah. do you understand how even if you don't see yourself as sort of not I don't want to call it a role model but mm. see yourself as an example to other people transitioning yes. do you see how you would be just by default
1: mm. and like to be honest if I have to wear a target and just so that this conversation's had, and that other people are able to actually join the sport, then I'm happy to wear it. Like I
0: don't because because like a week ago, you could have to- spoken to these um, guys who are transitioning now into women, yeah. uh, and you could have said, "Look, you can do jiu jitsu, you can yeah. compete. Look at me, it's fine." Yeah, but you can't say that in the same way anymore, no. just because of this thing that's happened on mm-hmm. Wednesday,
1: you know. But if I stop, who's going to do it?
0: Exactly. So do, do you, so, so kind of, even though you're saying that you're not a role model at the same time, you're saying, well, wait, you know, I've got to do it. Yeah. I've got to be an example. So you see like, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I do. And it's like, in my mind, I like to live the truth that jujitsu really is for everybody. Yeah. And whether it's getting more women into the sport or trans individuals in general, like they're from a community that's scared. Yeah. Like I don't know a single trans person who hasn't been attacked for who they are at all. Mm. It happens to pretty much everyone. It doesn't matter what stage of your transition, something will happen to you because there are people who just don't understand and they can't empathize with us. Um, And they're the people who need jujitsu, but they can't use it because they're too scared to go into that environment. And I, I get it. Like the, it was difficult for me to go to my first jujitsu class. Like if it wasn't a female only class, I'm not sure if I would have done it or not. But at the same time now I know how great it is. I know how great the community is. Like, Since Wednesday happened, I've received so many messages from people, like just saying, uh like we'll always stand behind you." Like you don't, don't let it get to you. Yeah. Um. I've had people like just sending messages. I'll fight you whenever you yeah. want. It's going to be fine. And yeah. like I've had so much positivity come out of this that. I can't really see it as a negative. Sure.
2: And, like, and from girls that you've fought before as well. Yeah. They've messaged you.
1: All of the, a lot of the girls who I fought previously, a lot of the girls that I've trained with, a lot of the girls who just seen me fight, I get them messaging me saying, just keep going. Yeah. Like, it's fine. And the only people who seem to have an issue with me fighting in general are male competitors. Mm. And they're like it's not fair ask any other woman <laughs> if they want to fight me mm. and nine times out of ten they'll say yes
0: yeah well the only the only issue i found from women has been the size issue not yes. a weight issue mm. uh, exactly. sorry it's sort a of weight issue uh not a um mm. trans issue and
2: yeah that, that is an issue
0: yeah it is Ingeniable. but that's like yeah. you know that's, this is the whole goes back to gabby Garcia thing you know like no. gabby Garcia, someone of gabby's size or even bigger mm. They're competing every day. 100 kilos, 125 mm. kilos, 130 kilos. They go against a 75-kilo person. That's yeah.
2: not fair. Yeah. No.
0: It's not fair.
2: But that, um, that's not, you know, the yeah. issue. That no. needs to be something that's yeah. sorted in, in the competition yeah. itself. There needs to be better weight categories, but then you need more competitors. Yeah. To, exactly.
1: The sample size to is get too there. small. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. It's difficult.
1: Like, you'll end up just merging the categories anyway yeah. if they're yeah. all in place. Um. So it's a, like it like, is a tough one.
0: But really, like do, do you think that like obviously Wednesday was not ideal. No. And the way that it went down was not ideal. But can do you see it possibly as a positive that it's forced people yeah, to have this conversation? Of course. You know, so even it could have come out in a little bit, you know, someone could have said, "Can we have a discussion about trans people competing in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu" it instead have been of the same okay. At all. Um, because it was so inflammatory, that's created so much of a. Because it was so inflammatory,
1: it's caused the conversation to become polarised. Sure. Which is what the. What you need. It needed it. Yeah. Because now people actually sit down and go, okay. fuck, people yeah. are, People need a resolution to this. Yeah. So, like, out of something utterly shit, mm. great things will hopefully come. Um,
0: so. I've seen uh, posted on that thread that the UK BJJ have now started talking about. I saw that too. Um, I'm not sure whether that has come literally from Wednesday or whether that was something. Do you know if that was something they were looking at beforehand on?
1: I have had absolutely no conversation with UK
0: BJJ. If, if they if they were talking about that before Wednesday then fair play to them yeah. uh, for kind of having already been a little bit ahead of the game there mm. um, so they're talking about coming up with some regulations about uh, trans people competing in 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 you know uk BGj tournaments mm-hmm. kind of as a regulatory body my question for you is if you could write those rules for the UK bGJ mm. what would that rule book look like
1: <laughs> <laughs> I Putting me on the spot now. That's what I'm meant to do, right? Yeah. Um. It's a tough one. Mm. Like, I personally, I'd use the IOC guidelines as a a rough outline, but I'd reduce the testosterone levels. Two. I don't know. Like probably about four like even then if it's like if it's a a trans competitor like the thing is female competitors have to fall into the same guidelines yeah otherwise you you can't just segregate a whole community well you probably can actually
0: um so women I'm not sure how it would work with women. What what the guidelines? I'm not sure if you know the answer to this question. So uh, obviously, when you're testing uh, when you're testing for steroids in mm. males or females, uh, you're looking at their testosterone levels, yeah. and um, you're going to have a certain acceptable margin of what their testosterone levels need to be. Yeah. Obviously, for men, that's um, it's really much bigger than the the, the normal levels for yeah. men would be, a lot bigger, uh, which is why I like when ovary pissed hot. They're saying like, he has the testosterone of 12 men because the the boundaries are so big. Um, uh, Is there already a guideline for women steroid users? You know, is that, do you know what that is compared to the guideline for trans to be considered women under IOC? If you know what I mean? So like it's under, under 10, under 10 uh, nanos uh, for a trans, woman to mm. be considered eligibly able to compete with women yeah so my question would be is it the same for would that be the, the limit for a woman on steroids you know mm. would if she kept it below that would she be considered a woman still or is there a different level I'm not expecting you to
2: have is that it, isn't answer Isn't for? didn't you say it was for all women anyway well <laughs> whether you're trans or
1: no, 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 oh. not the IOC guidelines. That's literally oh. just for transgender athletes. Oh. Um, it's an
0: interesting question. I, the people in this room currently do not know the answer to that question.
1: I've got my phone right here, but it's it's on airplane mode. And I'm not allowed to take it off because it'll interfere. Fuck it, like go on. on
0: give, it, give it a go. We'll know whether it interferes or not.
1: Right. It's just like when I'm about to take a drink, I need someone to talk <laughs> over this. And just kind of, you know. I'm going to have a look sounds. at my other
0: question. We don't, you don't know. <laughs> Uh, you can ask
1: me other questions while I'm looking it up.
0: I've lost them. (sighs) Wait, I've got them. I've got them somewhere else. Don't worry. I've got them. Um, well, I was going to kind of move on to another similar question, which is about women and testosterone levels. So you having the answer that, you know, having something there is going to kind of be connected. Um, but i was going to talk about um this whole fairness thing okay the the whole that that like we said no no woman has publicly said that they feel that it's unfair that you are that they're competing with you because you're trans and used to be a man they're saying that it's unfair because you're bigger than them which is fair enough the men however are arguing that no the the going through a uh, male adulthood gives you a huge advantage that you'll never lose such as the bone structure such as the muscles such as the connective tissue and stuff like that my question is how does a trans woman with their uh, testosterone that they've got before their transition Mm. compare to say a cis woman who um, was on steroids you know so Mm. this is where you start to get a very blurred line so let's take Gabby Garcia yeah who um she got caught for uh i believe she got caught for clomid uh and but i think kind of the general impression is that it was a masking agent to cover up her steroid abuse and i'm not saying her alleged let's say alleged steroid abuse um gabby garcia it would be kind of shocking and i would say that you probably agree with me if um gabby garcia is au naturel you know yeah. w- women just don't look like that i don't believe it's physically possible for a woman to look like that the
2: way she looks now yeah
0: the way she looks now yeah yeah. so um the question is because here's the thing with steroids which is um a man takes steroids and gets the effect and if he stops taking the steroids there's no permanent physiological effect whereas with women who have never experienced that huge level of testosterone if they start taking testosterone their body physically changes Mm. permanently mm. whether they come off they still hold whether it's the deepened voice or you know hair or whatever jaw, the, the yeah, jaw yeah. whatever other effects they have permanent effects therefore what would be the difference between a um a trans woman who went through natural puberty as a male mm-hmm. and a cis woman who went through if you want to call it for lack of a better expression a virtual puberty as a male? By taking testosterone, taking steroids when they're a female, that's what
1: female-to-male transgender. I know it is. People do.
0: I know it is. But we're not talking about female-to-male no. transgender people. We're talking about women, cis women, who are staying as women, but instead of and and here's the big difference, which is where people kind of don't understand, um, which is you are not uh, manipulating your hormones for a performance-enhancing advantage. No nor is a um, nor is a cis woman transitioning into not a cis woman nor is a trans man who has transitioned from a woman. they are not taking testosterone for a performance enhancer they 're taking taking testosterone for as a lifestyle choice you know hmm. so there 's a big difference between a, a woman becoming a man and taking testosterone for that reason and a woman competing as a woman taking testosterone to yeah. be the world 's best or the world 's strongest or the biggest or body whatever. Hmm. But but you know, would someone have a problem competing against uh, person A? Let's say Haley, you decide that you you know you you decide you're going to take it to the next level, and uh, as jacked as you are now, <clears throat> you decide you're going to take it to the next level, and you start taking you start taking steroids, okay? And you get some of the effects that would be similar to a woman transitioning into a How man.
1: Could you? <laughs> <laughs> we were friends.
0: Uh, <laughs> um you do this for a couple of years and then you come off with that testosterone. How would women feel be competing against you at that point? Mm. You know? Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting question. What What's your, yeah. wh- you know, how would you feel about that? Or how do you feel that other people would react to the similar sort of thing?
1: I think that's where a lot of the issues with the the current um, issues in that thread were. Because like they talk about residual um, performance enhancers and like like I said once the the bones are fused they don't change again so yeah. it's like I have a, a larger jaw broader shoulders narrower hips and bigger hands and um, like they're all kind of advantageous in a way but it's about using them. That's what I've found. Like, saying that I can enter any competition and win, like, that's not true. Like, I've got losses on my record. How yeah. how, how is it true? And, like, I can fight Hayley in the gym and she'll just f- dominate me for the whole five yeah. minutes. Like, that's what she does. She's an animal. Like, I know she looks Thank calm, you. but underneath that exterior... Is a rabid wolverine <laughs> waiting to claw its way out and into your eyes? But um
0: <laughs> that would be an illegal technique,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the uh, ref didn't see she's it, she's a all smooth right. talker, and okay, like, that's her okay, problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I can't, I can't profess to to know the answer to that question because
0: mm. i, I think it's just like an interesting like, topic to think about really yeah, you know yeah. because i no one would have any problem like no one would would like no one's ever said i'm not going to fight i don't want to fight that girl because mm. i know that she was on steroids a year mm. ago
1: she was on steroids 10 years ago I can't you know, or, or she's on steroids mm. now yeah. you know mm.
0: that's not like not even a question that people really ask um what do you think of uh obviously it's this discussion is a very big discussion in mma as well Mm. where you have fallon fox yeah do you know about her of course i do and what is your sort of opinion on that and the sort of the discussion that's going on over there
1: i was divided about the mma issue when uh, it initially came up
0: and why were you divided about it
1: the same reason everybody else is
0: like did you find out about Fallon Fox I assume after you started jiu-jitsu?
1: No, prior to jiu-jitsu.
0: Prior to transitioning? Yeah. Oh really?
1: Yeah. I contacted her um before I transitioned. Did I you? Like, yeah, of course I did.
0: Don't say of course you did. That's not like an <laughs> obvious thing. You say of course you did when there's something <laughs> yeah, obvious. You're like best
1: mates. No, she's um she was a, a trans woman in the public eye. Like um she had a what,
0: was she was she but but you're talking before you even started martial arts. Yeah. So she was that public. I don't know this. Don't pull that face at me. <laughs> I don't know because like the 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 thing is with Fallon Fox is that I see her as a, um, I see her in the public eye, yeah. but, but but in martial arts. So mm. like when I think someone's famous in martial arts, I don't think they're famous in real life. Yeah. Because like I'm engulfed in
1: that world. But I'm engulfed in the trans world. Yeah, but
0: I don't know how many I don't know how many trans athletes there are out there.
1: It has nothing to do with her being an athlete. It has a f- to do with her being trans. As soon as there is someone in the public eye who's wow. trans, they find out about it. But I
0: didn't even I didn't even know that like she was in kind of mainstream enough to be in the public eye. Full stop. Mm. Okay.
1: But um, yeah, she filmed documentary like two thousand and fifteen, mm. going through her MMA career, and like everyone talks about when she punched that girl and, like, dislocated her eye socket. Yeah. Something like that. But how come no one talks about her losses? Sure. Like, she wasn't unstoppable. Like, she still suffered the same effects I did. Yeah. But she did what any person uh, competing at that level did and fucking trained her ass off. Mm. Like...
0: Yeah, people say, like, like women don't knock out other women. Mm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But, like when it comes to competitive sports, it's really difficult because the line is blurred Mm. between what's earned through training and And what's what's given naturally. Yeah, yes, exactly. And then like, as a given, there's no such thing as physical equality. Like that's just, it's an impossibility. It's why we have the Olympics. Like, I'm never going to compete at an Olympic level. I didn't train since I was five years old. Yeah. Like it's like people who train and work for it, their body evolves to accommodate that level of stress in their lives. Yeah. And like, uh, Fallon was in, I think it was the Marines before she joined, before she took on MMA. And like she had that level of post post
0: transition. She was in the Marines. No, no prior prior
1: so she was over in the Marines of the Air Force, okay. and like she left that army career. she had a kid, and then she started her transition and then um she really got into m m a through one of her clubs, and they set up like fights for her to go on and do, and like she didn't disclose her trans status um and then had these fights and then nobody had an issue with it when she was competing and winning and losing but then as soon as
0: she went on a tear she, as soon as she went on a tear then it became like you know mm. as soon as she started be- beating everyone then it became an issue
1: yeah and that's where the issue lies you because no one knows whether she was winning because she's trans or because she trained for yeah. it like that's that's the blurred line um
0: Interestingly, you said that she didn't disclose that she was trans when she was competing. She
1: disclosed it to the medical commission.
0: Okay, in which case, as long as you disclose it to someone, it's well. But um, what would you have done? Would you have told the promoters? Well,
1: every competition that I've been in so far, I haven't disclosed my translators. But you did speak to IBJJF, which is technically the same thing she did.
0: Uh no, she disclosed it to a medical commission and not to the promoters. You just IBJJF is a promoter. Ah, yeah, they they they're a federation as well, but they're yeah. also a promoter. which you've competed in their tournaments, it's slightly different. Um, do you think you should be um disclosing it to uh, comp organisers?
1: I probably am now. I will do now simply because it, because the issue this has much been, of a stir has been caused by it. Yeah. Um. I just need to contact the people that I'm fighting with. Yeah. Well, I contact the organizers and then they'll email them and just ask them if they're willing to compete.
0: Um, Which, you know, leads on to one of the main points from today, which is kind of where do you, how do you feel moving forward? She's sipping some water.
2: (laughs) She's signed up to Cleos, right?
1: I signed up to Cleos.
0: Are you going to tell the organizers that you're trans?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard they're pretty petty. So, <laughs> um, But no, that is something that I was going to talk to you about after this anyway. Okay. Um, so yeah, I need to speak to them. But I'm also signed up for the um, Manchester All-Stars Pro Open the day after. I'm signed up for all of the BJJ 24-7 um, competitions, apart from Liverpool, which I think is going to be after my surgery. Um, the British Open. I'm signed up for the. What is it? the The Gee Pro Open. And and a no few wonder more. you don't disclose Some it. It across. must be a pain in the ass
0: talking to like twenty different organisers and saying the You're exact gonna... same
1: fucking thing over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> I don't understand what this is.
0: Uh, um. Okay. So. Pick? So obviously, you know, it's good to hear that. Uh, um you you haven't decided that you can't compete at all um are you going to be doing anything differently like you kind of already briefly mentioned that you'll disclose to the organizers you're going to be doing anything else differently what? from you know post wednesday sounding like it's this ominous day since the
1: incident <laughs> 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 um i don't know like i said i'm i'm more worried for myself now simply because of Wednesday so i don't think i'd be comfortable travelling and competing on sure. my own anymore so i'll always try and have someone with me and if i can't have anyone with me i just won't compete okay. i'll call the organisers and yeah. tell them i won't make it but um which is which is sad in a little way yeah but <laughs> i just don't want a repeat of what happened before where someone disagreed with either something I've said on here or, like, me competing in general or anything like that and then catching me on my way to my car. Yeah. Like, it just takes one person to make it shit. Yeah. So I'd rather have people... That. No, no, no,
0: it makes sense. It makes hmm. sense. Um, yeah, what else do you say?
1: I don't know, I say a lot of things.
0: I know, <laughs> I know.
1: I can't stop talking. <laughs> That's right. Like a, so many words in my head.
0: The podcast doesn't work with people who don't talk very much, unfortunately. Um, so <laughs> can what, I just give
1: one word answers. <laughs> yes. I'm going to ask you. I'm
0: going to wait for you to sip that water and then <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: going to put it down
0: there. Uh, no no go for it go for it now go for it go. Next, no, I'm not going to talk. Don't worry.
1: Next, no, I need a sure. wee and I don't okay. want to. I don't want to- <laughs> it.
0: I'm going to have to talk. I'm going to have Do you want to go for it? Do you want? We can do a toilet break. Nah, nah, sure. Nah, nah,
1: nah. Keep going, keep okay. going.
0: Um, one of the questions that I was kind of really interested in asking was. Um, about and i'm sure it's a question that you get a fair amount hang on a
1: second i need to fasten my seatbelt <laughs> <laughs> strap myself in for this uh
0: no you don't it's okay uh it's about um caitlin jenner yes okay which is obviously um like with the now you know you're She's in, a twat you it, can say it yeah well i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> of that i'm sure of that um you're in the trans world obviously that's yeah. a big uh, which is kind of why when when we're talking about Fallon Fox, you're like, of course I know, you know all <laughs> of that stuff. You're saying that because you are immersed in the trans world, mm-hmm. you know. I'm like, I'm not. I'm sure you probably are more than I am, but 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 you know, still not as much as Chloe's going to be. Um, so that for you must have been crazy, right? Like uh, that—that's like the biggest thing. That must have been the biggest thing that's happened to the trans community
1: ever, ever. Yeah. Um, so when Caitlin came out, it was a big deal for the community because that's a level of, ex- a level of exposure. Th- never seen never before. had. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's good and bad as with most things to do with trans, uh, issues. Um, it exposed a community, which up until that point had been fairly underground. Yeah. Yeah. and, because we've been exposed, so many questions have been asked. Like the whole fucking bathroom thing, like for yeah. twenty, thirty years before that, trans people have used the bathroom without incident. Yeah. But now there's legislation around it.
0: Gender neutral bathrooms?
1: No. I mean like Oh like I know I know trans people who refuse to go to the bathroom because they're too scared. Oh. Even in this country, this country, there are no laws around who can use which bathroom, <laughs> but people police them of their own accord. Yeah. And it's, it's so fucking stupid.
0: So people, people, trans people are scared, they scared to go into bathrooms now. Yeah. In they're case they're going to be attacked. policed. But, um, so that's that's a negative. That's something that's come up. Like that's exposure and a, and kind of a question that's been posed. Yeah. Uh, because of that, you know, because of the Kyle Jenner, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, sorry. Hmm. Um, it's been it's a question that's been asked because of that, and now because of that, people are having people are thinking about it. Whereas, yeah. but but for 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 decades, it just happened and nobody even knew about it.
1: Yeah. No yeah. one even cared.
0: Because it like realistically like that's not an issue. Yeah. That's like the dumbest that yeah. that's like the dumbest thing ever yeah. <laughs> like i really do think like the whole like it's like uh,
1: oh do you really want this person going into the bathroom with yeah. your daughter yeah what do you think i'm doing in the bathroom yeah yeah <laughs> like i'm going in there for the same reason everybody else is. yeah it's
0: really it is really the most bizarre argument that i've ever heard in my life but that's a whole another question yeah so go on carry on anyway
1: you've made me forget what I was going to oh, say
0: again just Kate, Kate, Caitlyn Jenner and all of that stuff exposure and right, goods so, and bad
1: um, Caitlyn Jenner has been in my opinion more of a hindrance than a help on the oh, trans really? community um, I really don't like her like she's such a fucking twat yeah um, she goes on the cover of Vanity Fair like that's amazing yeah doesn't happen every day yeah that level of exposure um but for someone whose life has just been altered drastically she was blissfully unaware of all of the issues that trans people face sure and she didn't educate herself And but the fact that she had money meant that she didn't have to deal with sure. any of it so when she was asked for her thoughts and opinions on things she
0: was like oh it's a breeze it's so easy you know yeah yeah. so she she's uh, so in a way
1: but it's not only that she has really uh, right wing political views yeah. she was asked about uh, gay marriage I think that a marriage should be between a man and a woman one with a vagina and another with a penis really? I'm like that's really how bizarre can, from, how can from that from someone, be your stance on from a trans woman yeah yeah and like she publicly supported a guy called Ted Cruz who was the guy who pushed through the bathroom bills in North Carolina which crippled his career and ruined like their economy pretty much because it cost them like what 15 billion dollars in 6 months to what, to to put bathrooms in? No, it cost the the government in oh. North Carolina that much because um Google were going to expand their um their business there they pulled all of the funding for that and moved it to a an lgbt friendly area oh okay um nba all-stars playoffs was supposed to be there it was supposed to be a big draw they moved it somewhere else because they didn't agree and so many business pulled away from north carolina because of this one fucking idiot and then there's caitlin jenner i completely support everything he says you can't go to the toilet there yeah the fuck is your problem yeah everything she does just builds and b- she won woman of the year mm. for appearing on the fucking cover mm. that was the same year that um i'm not gonna remember her name but um the like the middle eastern girl who was going to yeah who got shot st- yeah by the
0: by uh the
1: taliban yeah and
0: continued to yeah continue yeah. to go
1: to school like didn't win woman of the year because fucking Caitlyn Jenner's around. Mm. Caitlyn Jenner mowed down a woman in her car. Didn't yeah. pay a single penance for it. Yeah. Like, I I don't, like, they just live in a cloud.
0: Do you feel that um,
1: she's not a role model for the trans community? No, like,
0: she, she has been pulled out because she was so high profile to begin with. Yes. She's been pulled out and she's become your champion, but absolutely not the champion that you guys want
1: absolutely no trans person in their right mind goes, that's who I aspire to be. Like there are so many other better people suited for that role. But like you see pictures of her on social media surrounding herself with other trans people. All of those trans people are trying to give her the right information. And she's like, fuck that. I've got my own opinions. Like you, you don't understand the harm you're doing by giving your opinion. Mm. Like, why not just stick to fact? Like, uh, yeah, words cannot convey my disdain for that woman. I think you might be getting pretty close. <laughs> I don't think you
0: like her. No. Okay, yeah. I'm
1: very close to saying a word I'm going to regret. Yeah, okay, we'll move on
0: from there then. Um <laughs> That's kind of like to be honest with you I had I had a list of questions and we pretty much answered every single one of them just during the conversation anyway. That's shit hot. Yeah. Is there any
1: about Rick and Morty? Uh
0: what's your favorite Rick and Morty episode?
1: Um oh
0: you're going to say Meeseeks and Destroy. <laughs>
1: um I don't know there's so many Was it
0: Meeseeks one the one with uh, the I ki- am
1: Mr. Meeseeks look at me. Or was
0: that the one with the uh jelly bean mare
1: Yes. That's the
0: same episode, right? <laughs> with the <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yes so many
0: people are going to be fusing go watch rick and morty Haley. so Hayley. many people are going to do what hayley's doing right now which is
1: like smiling uh go awkwardly. and watch rick and fucking morty <laughs> like one of like my favorite episodes like tiny rick brilliant such a good episode so
0: good they're all they're all amazing they're all <laughs> amazing um so yeah uh <laughs> we've kind of tiny on-
1: <laughs> Rick. <laughs>
0: i shouldn't have got you talking about rick and morty <laughs>
1: Oh, and Roy. You get... <laughs> Wait, you went back to the carpet shop after you had cancer? What?
0: Oh, so many references that people won't understand. Uh, okay. So kind of to finish off, um, is there anything? Cause, cause you know, we kind of get back to what we started with, which is the whole mm-hmm. point of doing this in a way. Well, not, you know what? I don't even want to say that the whole point of doing this was because of, the incident on wednesday i don't want to say that because um i i genuinely believe that i would have that we would have had this conversation regardless yeah you know at some point we would have had this conversation i think that we we struck now because you know whilst, whilst the iron's hot it kind of really uh it was the spark that kind of set it on fire yeah i um, mean it was important to have like you said you know let's get this <coughs> a done.
1: couple of people have said to me are you sure you want to do this so soon yeah I'm like yeah of course yeah, I do.
0: yeah yeah it's got to be done soon yeah you know while people are still talking about it thinking about it um so kind of going back to that uh what would you say kind of what is we obviously you said a, we've had this discussion and hopefully that's going to you know and, and like a, i'm i'm not trying this this Interview or this podcast is not trying to make anyone's mind up for them. No, you know it's not trying to tell you that uh, trans people should be able to compete without issue. It's not telling you that they shouldn't be able to compete without issue. It's not trying to tell you what to think or tell you what. It's only allow you know us having a discussion yeah. to allow people to be a little bit more informed about uh, the situation before they can then make up their own decision some people may listen to this and i'm sure many people will listen to this and still say i don't believe that you should be allowed to you know there are people saying that yeah. either that you should be competing in the men's division or you should compete in a trans division good luck finding there's enough enough trouble finding <laughs> women to compete yeah. uh, in women divisions good luck yeah. trying to find uh fit in a division of trans people with the same belt and weight and age good luck yeah um so you know and, and I'm sure there's still going to be people who think the exact same thing o- after this yeah. but at least they can be think- they can make that decision after being exposed to a little bit more of the reality instead of just going off of uh, kind of misguided smaller bits of information that they've had in the past yeah so kind of to finish off what is the fine I- if there's anything you don't have to say anything if you don't want to is there anything else you'd like to say to those people or any people really
1: um like Ultimately, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Everyone is like the best and the worst thing about the internet is it gave everyone a voice and people use it for good reasons. People use it for bad reason. I read every single comment on every single post that came up those couple of days and like it was crippling. Yeah. I've gone through them all again and like, <laughs> like there are posts on there that that make me laugh. Yeah. Even though, like, literally on Wednesday, I sent it to I sent one of the posts to Haley just to say this is how I'm seen by people. Yeah. But I went back and looked at the other day, and I was just like that's actually really funny. Yeah. I can't I can't not laugh at that. Like yeah. someone posted a picture of like Andre the Giant with these two kids, <laughs> and I was like. Oh, I can't not laugh at it. It's, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> but like, but time, that's my sense of humor. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, at the time, it was crippling yeah. to think that that's what people thought of me. And like, yeah. um, if anything, like people were doing a disservice to the female categories in. In general, in my opinion, yeah. by just saying, "Oh, you're going to go in and dominate," no, I'm not. Yeah. Like these women are amazing. Like you have no idea how hard they train, and like there are a lot of girls out there who would beat me, but they don't compete. I like I want to get as many women to compete as I can, yeah. and like I know that me competing in these divisions might hold some people back, but I really hope it doesn't. Like I want to fight every woman <laughs> because like that's just who i am like i don't i've never competed for medals i i compete to test myself and i compete to show people that it's okay to do so mm. like that's it in my like for me but like there's always going to be people who don't agree with me competing there're always going to be people who stand behind me and say i have to compete mm. And people who just don't care, like who make up like ninety percent of it. They're like, oh, that girl's quite big. I yeah. don't. Uh, I'm watching my friend on this map. It doesn't really affect my life. And like that's that's all it is. All we hear are the the polarized people. We never hear of the neutral. Yeah. So like, it's very easy to be irate behind a keyboard but no one's ever said anything to me at competition no one's ever questioned my reason for joining a competition and every person i've spoken to like in the changing rooms after has just absolutely loved the fact that they were able to go there and compete awesome so that's been my experience and, like, if anyone sees me at a competition and they want to say something to me, please do. <laughs> like, like, if you have an issue, I'd rather you say something to me than just get behind a keyboard and try and rally the troops. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I'm a big guy. I can take it. <laughs>
0: um Yeah. I'd like to say thank you very, very much for, for coming down and doing this. Oh, you're um, right. And also Haley, for you coming and being a great assistant in the corner <laughs> and there. sitting
1: there and laughing while I've <laughs> been talking and stuff.
0: Um, I know that you don't consider yourself brave or anything like that, and uh, for for being a transgender person, but um, I don't think you can deny um, or anyone can deny that for you to come and talk out about the subject to be to be as open as you are in general is incredibly brave, um, and for you to come on here and uh, and talk, you know, because. It, I really get the impression that you're not doing it for yourself, um, right. that you're doing it for other people, either people that you know that are transitioning now, or people that maybe transition in the future. You're kind of putting it out there because once it, the discussion's been had, once that kind of sets the 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 guide for yeah. for for everyone else. So for that i want to thank you on behalf of of everyone who's going to come and uh, i hope yeah. hopefully we you know this can help have a little bit more of an educated conversation I whether hope the, so. yeah whether the resu- whether the result of that is is good or bad it's a, it's, it's irrelevant a at least at least it's coming from a place um of a little bit more uh education a little bit less ignorance yeah so um thank you very much for coming
1: you're more than welcome Cheers. it's been brilliant
0: I'm glad it's an um, awesome place, isn't it? I'm going to play you Mario Kart right now as well. <laughs> Not letting you guys go. And I'm going to
1: suck. <laughs>
0: uh, I think you'll probably beat Hayley, though. Be all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to move forward <laughs> <laughs> before you can win. It's my reaction time.
0: It's so bad. <laughs> nice one, girls. Cheers. Thank you very much. Right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I hope you guys um, enjoyed that or found it was interesting and uh, can kind of take that information and go ahead and make your kind of a bit more of an informed decision now. yeah, so now I'm fully done with this uh, with the studio. Hopefully, I'm going to be getting a lot more consistent interviews out. So, I'm looking forward to doing that instead of having to wait like a month between each one, as you have been. So very patiently, and I appreciate that. I uh, get them out a lot more frequently. So I'm really looking forward to, to sitting down with a lot more people and putting out a lot more interviews and podcasts for you guys. Um, if you want to, um, oh yeah, I'm. You can you can listen to this on SoundCloud on iTunes which is the podcast app on your phone as well um, or on Stitcher okay I say this because I was talking to some people on the weekend that were like oh Dan I can't listen to your podcast if only if it was on SoundCloud like yes it is on SoundCloud so yeah he said that maybe you should mention that so I'm mentioning it now you can listen to it on SoundCloud On iTunes, which is the podcast app as well, on um, your phone or your iPad or on Stitcher, which I believe is for Android. But I don't really know because I never touch that crap. Um, Otherwise, if you want to follow me, best way is probably on Instagram at Raspberry underscore ape. Uh, Thank you very much for listening, guys, and I will catch you next time.